Welcome one and all to episode 56 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavision's magazine. Today is the 18th of October 2020. I'm Graham, the production editor of Megavisions, and joining me this week we have Scotty Moe in the sky with Diamonds, the managing editor for Megavisions. And we have a very special guest. We have Danny Russell, aka Caffeine Dreamer from Sega. Woohoo! And oh. as always, we've got a very special show for you. We'll be answering some of your burning questions. We'll be looking at our picks of the week, which include things like Yakuza Zero, Bill and Ted, and we stop speaking and close our eyes while Scotty tells us all about A Quiet Place. So, um, yeah, let's uh, strap in and join us for the ride. But before we begin, let's kickstart our taste buds with a delicate sorbet that is our week. So I will start with you, Scotty, my friend. Uh, how have you been the last seven days? What's been up? Better than I have in the last two hours, I'll tell you that. Um, I'll pull the curtain real quick and tell everyone I stupidly started a Windows update 15 minutes before we recorded, and now we are starting an hour and a half after our initial start time. So anyway. Um, we made it. We made it. We made it, yeah. yeah. I haven't played a whole lot. Uh, I did... Funnily enough, after our discussion of all the micros and minis and the Genesis mini, I played a good bit of Genesis mini that that evening. Um, played some Castle of Illusions and, and um, what's it called? Comic Zone and uh, things like that. So, oh, Dynamite Heady, you know, but just reminded how great that little box is, really. Um, but no, uh, other than that, yeah, didn't really play too much. Um, and I swear I do not buy things just to show off on this podcast, but I have more pickups again. Um, uh, some stuff came in on Friday. Uh, the first thing I'll mention is a documentary about the last Blockbuster video. Um, was Blockbuster a thing Ooh. at all in the UK? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in, okay. in fact, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think on my walk to work, there's still one in like Chiswick. Oh, uh, really? you can walk by. I mean, not an, not an actual operating one, but you can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, um, but no, they did a um, a documentary. There's one left that is an actual blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. I'm sure some people listening to this have heard about that. Um, there, I've heard a, about that, yeah. For a while, there were like only three left in the country, and one was up in Alaska because mm. their internet's real bad up there. Um, so it actually made sense to go to a blockbuster instead. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm very excited to. Uh, I got a kick out of them sending me this little sticker, and it actually says, like, thank you for your support, and someone uh, wrote their Aww. name on it, so that's, nice. that's kind of cool. Um, but very, very neat thing. It has, like, uh, Kevin Smith is in this, Ron Funches is in this, like, some other celebrities are in this thing. Um, and it's funny because my girlfriend Rachel and I talked about going to it at some point before COVID and everything. We were like, let's find a reason to go out to that side of the country and go to that blockbuster. But uh, obviously hasn't happened yet. But, um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. And then also, randomly, I grabbed a Sega Saturn demo disc, uh, Sega Saturn Ooh. Choice Cuts. Um, which has, let's see here, Blackfire, um, Bug, Clockwork Knight, Daytona USA, Mist, NHL, All-Star Hockey, Panzer Dragoon, Pebble Beach, Golf Links, ah. VR Virtual Racing, Virtual Fighter, Worldwide Soccer, and Solar Eclipse. Um, oh, some of those have playable? to be... No, that can't. They, they must be they must be videos. You can't fit that much in there, can you? One um, of these? It doesn't... Uh, let me see if there's an asterisk or anything. 
You know what there's not? Because mm-hmm. below all of those titles, it just says, video contents have been compressed and do not accurately reflect the quality image of actual Saturn <laughs> gameplay. So yeah, it might be just like all videos and then you can play Bug. I don't know. Um, but this, I, I, I love I, this. I buy Bug. Yeah, game. Bug is actually <laughs> decent. I, I claim that it holds up. But it says here, a prime selection of juicy Sega Saturn game footage just to whet your appetite. So it might honestly be all mm. videos. So um, I'm sure it's still great. Worth the watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Now that I read, it says this disc includes approximately one minute of game footage for each of the following titles. So it is literally just <laughs> a video demo disc. Wow. So um, it's, ten, it's ten minutes of video demos. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I own a bunch, like most of the demo discs on Saturn, and I think what got me into looking for this at all was everybody's trying to get the uh, Dreamcast magazine demo discs lately. It seems I've seen lot sales oh. of like. Uh, any range of prices for just ridiculous things um and i was like you know what i think i own most of the saturn demo discs and this one i had never seen so i was like let me grab that and see what that is and it was like eight bucks so whatever um but yeah and i bought a bunch of horror movies i'll just flash those real quick because it was a quiet place Ernest scared stupid and trick or treat and we're you know it's that season so that's all i do is buy crap i don't play anything apparently (laughs) So, that's me though that's nice nice um okay i'll go next uh i'll lead up to danny in a moment but yeah i'll, I'll go first so again work's just been insane i won't go into it but work 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 um i saw vin diesel's bloodshot uh yesterday in fact and i thought very good concept but very flawed movie uh i just i know it's based on a comic book I like I liked it, but at the same time, I was like, I don't like this. I, it's hard to explain. Maybe I have to go into more detail on that another day. But it's like enjoyable. I w- would say if you enjoy just action movies, watch it. And if you like sort of sci-fi, kind of almost superhero movies, check it out. But don't expect anything too amazing. Uh, quite cliche there. There's a couple of good twists, though. There were a couple of good twists, which I thought, oh, okay. Uh, I also finished Armed and Dangerous, so if anyone regular listens to the show or watches of the of the show, I spoke about this a few weeks back. A, a, a Xbox original or Xbox OG game called Armed and Dangerous, which is available on Game Pass, or at least you can get it on Xbox One at the moment. And uh, I played through it. I, it turned out I'd never finished it before. I thought I had for some reason. I got really far in the game originally because I remembered all the levels I was doing, and then the last few levels, like I do not remember any of this. And uh, I will say the the humor gets quite tiring halfway through because I was saying last time the, it's very humorous, but I, I find I did find it starting to get a bit tiring because basically all the characters are kind of just stupid, which is kind of funny at times, and then other times it's like, Ugh. but uh, it's still I still think it's a good game. It's dated in areas, but I think it's actually a very solid shooter and it's still fun. It's actually still really fun. So yeah, and. Yeah, and then I've got a few pickups, uh, which I can't really show you because they're all digital. So if you don't know, uh, the last few days has been uh, a Go Sega 60th anniversary sale on Steam. And so I have picked up, uh, some of these are free, but some of them you do have to pay for, but some really good prices. So for free, I got Streets of uh, Camarucho, which is a Streets of Rage 2 style game, but it's Yakuza themed. So you're playing as like Kiryu and... I've just forgotten his name, the guy with the eye patch. That's not Majima. Thank you very much. Um, but it's kind of Streets of Age 2 style, and it looks really good. Uh, I there's also, sorry, there's, there's also a secret unlockable character as well. <gasps> Ooh. 
Excellent. I haven't played it enough. I've I literally run. opened it, saw it works, and was like, yep, great, awesome. <laughs> uh, picked up Alien Isolation, which is a game that I know I will never finish fully because I'm too scared to play it, but I will <laughs> buy it on every system I can because I think it's so amazing. It's like one of those games that's amazing. I'm too afraid to play it. I'm too much of a chicken to play it. I played a little bit of it and got scared, so never a game, but I own it on Xbox 360, Xbox One, uh, PC now as well. So, yeah, Sonic Mania I got as well. Two Point Hospital, because I'm still very curious to play that, even though I haven't had a chance. Binary Domain, because I think that game needs to be bought, because it's bloody brilliant, and no one bloody bought it. It's only like two quid right now, even though by the time the show goes out, the sale will have finished, but I hope you bought it. It's so good. Sonic CD, because for some reason I didn't have it on my PC, but I've got it on other stuff. Sonic Generations, Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine, in, which I think is a criminally overlooked three, uh, third-person shooter game. People think it's a bit like Gears of War, but it's it looks a bit like Gears of War, but it's not. The actual gameplay style is very different, and I think it's really good. I think it's got a really good storyline, and yeah, sad that it didn't do too well, uh, but I'll definitely check it out if you can. And also, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, I've got it on other systems, but I thought, yeah, it's only a couple of quid. I will pick that up as well and play on my PC one? at some point. The first one. Okay. I actually have Transformed already, but I thought the first I think the first, I think Transformed was amazing, but I feel like the first one gets overlooked quite a lot, and it's actually still a brilliant game. I love all the mini games and the way you go through the game in it. So They're different characters yeah. as well. Um, yeah, exactly. Different characters. Mm. And the tracks the, are beautiful in it. Did you get the Metal Sonic DLC as well? I think that's only transforms because that comes with the outrun track. Was that transformed? My bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I don't have it on. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see it. So I'll check it yeah, out. No, yeah. No. I think I'm wrong there. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. But yeah. So those those are all my pickups basically, and yeah, they're all digital. So I can't show you, but yeah, lots of great deals going on. So yeah, and moving into Sega. Oh, I was going uh, said... real quick on binary. Oh, okay. Domain. Wasn't that mm-hmm. one that had like crazy connect stuff too? Didn't they? Have, you could put, you could like shout orders and yeah, you could things. talk to your to your team your and yeah, give give audio audio orders. Yeah, yeah. I honestly never tried that because I've got it on the Xbox 360 originally, and I, I finished it on the Xbox 360. But I never actually tried that, even though I use my Kinect for stuff. But um, yeah, it's a great game. So well done, so well made, oh, yeah. and yeah. I feel just people just didn't take notice of it because again, people thought it was like a Gears of War clone. But it's not. It's it's so much different, and it's so, so ah, it's so that. good, yeah. so good. That's Some great. really fun characters. That that French robot, good stuff. Amazing. <laughs> I love. It. He's so good. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think just, uh, just because I want to mention it, Knights. I think Knights is also free still right now. I hope. Yeah, if you sign up for the uh, Sega 60th newsletter, you just go to sega60th.com uh, and then sign up for the newsletter on there. And while codes last, asterisk. Um, you can get Nights into Dreams uh, for free, oh, which includes um, kind of a Sega Saturn graphical mode, includes mm-hmm. Christmas Nights as well. Uh, you know, like a modern uh, interpretation of Christmas, Christmas Nights. It's yeah. it's worth, yeah, it's worth it. to check that out. And I'm sure I'm the two uh, percent that plays it in the Saturn graphical version, but you can't. <laughs> how do you, how do you get that? Because I've actually got it on my Steam library already. How do you get the you have oh, to play through. I think maybe you have to complete uh, a run. Yeah, you might um, yeah. to unlock some of those some of those features. Okay, so it's not like an extra DLC thing for it, is it? Oh, no, no, it's included in the game. Oh, perfect. Okay, because I already own that. That's why I didn't pick it up this time because a lot of the games I already own. So mm-hmm. if you're wondering why my list isn't 
really extensive it's because i actually own most of them already uh yeah with sonic transformed the only console i don't own that on is wii u at this point but like i have almost (laughs) platinum to the thing on the vita and the 360 (laughs) oh wow i love that game so much yeah it's really good and but moving on as i say um with the sort of sega theme danny russell our, our friend from sega he's right here Hello. So we'll, we'll in a moment we might just chat a little bit about uh, stuff happening with Sega and, and your life. But uh, but first, yeah, what's been going on? What, what pickups have you had? What, what's been going recently in your in your world? It's mainly been pickups this week. I've had a few uh, parcels arrive that have been overdue for a bit, what with COVID and, and stuff like that. Uh, but I have a, a pal in Japan who sent me various things, uh, various Sega tat, as I like to call it, or um, mm. you know, goods if you prefer, uh, from Japan. I, I don't know if it, I'm sure uh, you, you guys will know about the, the store Don Quixote because it's in the Yakuza games. Um, so there's recently been a, a Sega kind of crossover, at least with some T-shirts. Uh, so I asked this pal to pick these up. So I've got like, um, uh, and hopefully these are in my size or I'll degrow into them. Uh, I've got a Puyo Puyo Don Quixote uh, T-shirt. Oh, wow. That's one. You got to uh, inside out wash it. Holy crap. I know. I'm not really much of a white t-shirt kind of guy, but uh, this is a uh, an oh, outrun. That's cool. An outrun. So it's um, oh, the, the nice. Don Quixote character playing uh, oh. an outrun um, uh, cabinets, like one of the original ones. And yeah. it's like almost a what sketch drawing of it. We should describe for yeah. the listeners yeah. rather than the yeah. body body sensation cabinet. Uh, yeah, the Puyo one was just like I think it's like pretty much every Puyo character along with the uh, Don Quixote characters. And the last one is a Virtua Fighter, uh, a great Virtua Fighter one, where it's the Don Quixote character fighting against Jeffrey. That's uh, cool. You know, a kind of screenshot sort of thing. Um, But yeah. That's cool. Uh, The um, Go Sega 60th Anniversary Outdoor uh, Backpack. Whoa, that's cool. Is, is pretty. I think it's actually too stylish for me. I don't think I can carry <laughs> so it off. For the that, yeah, for the for the audience, it's a. Uh, I'm going to explain it. Is it's like a sort of Sonic the Hedgehog style checkered um, appearance, but it's blue and white checkers, uh, yeah. like squares basically. And in the white, it looks like it says Go Sega. Did it? Yeah, that's right. Bits? Yeah, I was going to say it's uh, a ska backpack, backpack, but that works too. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I got a couple of um, the 60th anniversary pins as well, nice. uh, which are which is it's just the Go Sega logo. Um, but I, I get a couple because it's like one I'll I'll keep as a backup for when I lose the other one, you know. Brilliant. Um, which will definitely happen. And finally, I, I promised myself myself these are the last ones, um, but I've got my my Jeez. seventh and eighth. Uh, uh, what, what's the model number again? I can sing praises about it now because I don't need to buy any more of them. But the PVM sixty forty one QM in the US, I think this is the uh, PVM fifty forty one Q. I think. Sure. I, uh, I don't actually really know what that is you're holding. So you okay, so this is a audience and the this, this is, is a this is a professional video monitor um, that would have been made I don't know in the past twenty years something like that. But these these kind of video monitors are designed. Uh, for prolonged use, so either kind of medical use or like maybe for like a satellite company, often for broadcast monitors because like the colors 
um, on flat screens and things like that aren't necessarily as accurate uh, as they are on uh, CRTs, like old tube TVs. And these are like professional grade ones. So like this one that I've just picked up now, like that uh, would have gone for, you know, like 10, 15 years ago, about 1,500 pounds uh, or 2,000 pounds. So, yeah. Okay. Um, And just, just for the audience listeners, basically what Danny was holding up looked like a very tiny TV set, but it was also very deep like yeah, far deep. too deep almost yeah. um it was deeper than my 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 monitor here is wide so it looks like it's a good 20 inches maybe deep if, 20, one, of, 70 if inches. one of ridley scott's aliens was a robot and his face was a tv monitor that's that's what it would be <laughs> i think he just froze for a second there i probably did, he, did uh, if ridley one of ridley <laughs> scott's xenomorphs from the alien movies was uh, a tv monitor for a head that's how Longer. I get, I get what you're saying. I think that yeah. don't yes. they use those for uh, security cameras, like security? Yeah, as well. As well. Yeah. Um, often they're black and white ones, but the, the, you don't want the security ones because they'll be on 24 hours a day. So they'll, right. they'll have, um, you know, they might burn out at any point. So ideally, what you want is like the TV, the um, you know, TV production or medical ones. Um, so the, these monitors are getting more and more expensive right now because like retro gamers uh, are finding them, you know, really fun just to. The, the the picture quality is, is a lot more impressive than yeah, what you'd get, I, you know, uh, on a, a modern TV or a flat screen TV. Uh, and there's the nostalgia to it as well. Uh, yeah. and they, so they're getting quite collectible and the prices have shot up in the past few years. So I've just in this past year, I've managed to get pretty much all the models that I've wanted. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy now. This, these are the last that, ones. So what, what are you actually going to use them for? Are you actually going to play with them or? So I've got this kind of rig set up in my flat, which is uh, what I, it's on what I call otaku shelving, which is this kind of um, uh, metal uh, bars uh, and metal shelves uh, that okay. are on um, uh wheels so i can like pull it out and and you know mess with all the wiring and stuff like that uh, uh eventually what i want to get is something called again it's like a tv thing but it's like a extron cross point 1616 hva naturally um which <laughs> uh, which uh, takes in 16 inputs and can output to up to 16 different tvs and so you can press buttons so that you have say 16 different consoles connected into it and then you can choose which uh Wow. whether the signal goes out to all of them or some of them you can have different signals going out to different TVs oh, cool. that kind of thing yeah. um, so I'm just working on getting to that point uh, so that's my kind <laughs> I, of ultimate setup I just saw Gremlins 2 and I picture that Danny wants his room to look like the hub of this like 22nd <laughs> century TV studio slash skyscraper thing and just that's what you know, 15 <laughs> monitors looking at him and he's got like two yeah. Sega stunners at the same time while he's like holding a controller with his feet or something. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get that drawn up. We've got to get Rob to draw that image. That's a beautiful image, I think. My my main retro setup at the moment is uh my my, my main um PVM is the uh 20L5, which you can only get from the US actually, so it's a, a bit of a pain in the ass to get. Um but that actually supports output of 480p 720p and 1080i which is quite rare for for um one of these kinds of how monitors. big's the screen uh 20 inches Jeez, that's pretty uh cool. so and then um on the, that same shelf i've got the previous model the 20l4 which doesn't do those those it only does uh, 240p and 480i 
uh, and that's in Tate mode. Um, so it's on its side. So that's for shoot 'em ups. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and okay. uh, or in some games like say like Pengo, I think is is Tate for example. Hmm. Uh, and then between those two, I've got two nine-inch PVMs. And then under that, I now have eight of these six-inch PVMs, and that's that's my my final setup. For for my uh, for computer uh, games, I also have the uh, GDM FW900, which is kind of a very sought-after uh, um, 2K monitor uh, that has like a, a ridiculous refresh rate that I'm probably going to get wrong. It's like 160 hertz, something like that. But it's just games like Digital Foundry did a video on it, uh, and it's like the, you know they say games look better on this. Uh, than they, they do on other screens, and you can run it, wow. um, you know, at lower resolutions and things like that, and it still looks looks better than it would at 4K. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's enough of me um, no. talking about my. I, I, stuff, but, yeah. I got two quick Great. comments on all of that insanity. Um, one, <laughs> I remember like back when I had the Saturn, and and I didn't have a second controller yet. I still remember the night that um, over here it's called Galactic Attack, but it's also called Layer Section and Ray Force, I think. Um, that was like what introduced me to shmups, but so that was the reason I got a second controller for my Saturn. Um, funny enough at Blockbuster to tie it back to Blockbuster, but, um, but I remember in that game that you could change the viewpoint or the, the, the screen so that normally it's a up and down, uh, shmup. You could turn it sideways, but what was weird is the controls didn't like change compared to that. And I never knew this was in 96. I was like, why would you want to turn your game sideways? But years later, I, <laughs> I know why. And 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 the other thing I was going to say is I uh, not this place, but the last place I lived in was when I finally got rid of a tube TV because I was just tired of moving it around. But now that I'm realizing I'm more into retro stuff and like I can't play light gun games in 2020, mm-hmm. I'm casually looking for a crt and that's just that's the yeah. world we're in today <laughs> well I'm, I'm happy to give you rec- recommendations like if you've got uh if like i know these ones are long but if you get the slightly larger monitors they're not quite as deep oh, um okay. so like the I, I think like the nine inch monitors or if you have a bit more space uh the kind of 14 inch monitors uh probably the best yeah choice i would need something smaller the one that i got rid of was the when i was living with like two or three other people that was our main living room tv so it was bigger but it it no joke probably weighed over a hundred pounds. So taking that from place to place when moving was just like I need this needs to be anywhere else. I'm done breaking my back over yeah. this. So yeah, this this big PC monitor I got, which I think is 24 inches, um, it weighs like 50 kilos. I'm not sure what that is in pounds, um, but like I can't lift it myself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I had it like shipped from Italy in a crate because they're so hard to come by. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a, a crate that was made specifically to hold it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's about 110 pounds, apparently. Uh, okay. That's wow. not, woof, That's almost me. I don't need to carry it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Scotty, because, uh, yeah, I, I obviously used to have retro game like the systems back in the day with CRTs. I used to have um, bigger TVs, little, like, 14-inch ones, and got rid of them all, and now I'm like... Why did I do that? Like, like yeah, obviously there's a, a reason. Like, I didn't get an HD TV until mostly through the 360 era. That's how much I was holding on to a tube mm. TV at one point. Yeah, I think I think when Oblivion came out was when I finally upgraded oh, so you to an HD TV, and it wasn't even a proper HD TV. It was like I, it was all I could afford. It was still like 720p. It wasn't full HD, and that was big on its own. That's still quite chunky TV, yeah. but. 
yeah, I wish I'd kept hold of... Unless my parents still won, like, in the garage or something. I might have to go to my parents' house and see if they've got one in the garage. Because if they do, yes. <laughs> That'd be something to explain to the missus. Uh, if yeah, you can do, uh... like, a side-by-side comparison, though, of, like, the... Don't get me wrong, the old CRTs we grew up with are still great as well. But, like, if you have a little bit of money spare, like, you can sometimes find uh, a, a bargain with one of these TVs because people don't realise what they have and they don't realise that these monitors would have gone for thousands of, of dollars oh, wow, or okay. four thousands well, of pounds before. What's, maybe I'll hit you up after the show and... Sure, sure. Yeah, it's like it's a double-edged sword. I don't know if you guys have something like this, but like there's Goodwill stores and there's Salvation Army stuff. Like those yeah. are everywhere around here, and I could just as easily walk in and like buy a CRT. But the problem is like they're not they don't have a thing there that even if I could just plug it in for a second and turn it on. But like it's the process mm. of okay, this one looks good for fifteen bucks, and then take it home, plug it in, make sure it works, and then oh, it doesn't. So like. I don't know. It's a weird. Yeah. What a dumb problem, but. <laughs> yeah, annoyingly, those sort of stores over here, they don't really do that old stuff anymore. Like, mm. it's really hard to get. Um, you can't. Some of them establishments do even do CDs now. Uh, yep. You can't get VHS tapes at them. You can't get old TVs. Um, some of them, I think some might be stopping DVDs soon as well. But yeah, I know some can't do CDs. It's just like, wow. Whew, I'm just so scared closed, that VHS basically. is coming back because I. In the, in the UK, the best. Oh, sorry, you guys lagged out for me. <laughs> in the UK, the, the oh, in the UK, the best way to come across these is um, if you know that like a TV studio is shutting down or something like that, or they're just upgrading all their equipment. Sometimes uh, hospitals as well, and um, then you can kind of jump in and, and just be, oh yeah, I'll get I'll get rid of those for you. You know, you look on um, Craigslist or whatever <laughs> like that, and they're just they're just giving them away because there's like oh, there's some old monitors here. Okay. Yeah, some people reap quite a profit uh, on those for yeah. those on eBay. No doubt. Okay, awesome. So that's been our week. But uh, Danny, as this is your first time on the Megavision show, at least since we relaunched the Megavision show, uh, I guess let's just have a chat. Like, uh, do you want to introduce yourself, tell the audience exactly who you are, maybe some stuff that's going on in, in the world of Sega, if you can? Sure. Uh, I think that'd be great. So sure. far away. Uh, so I'm Danny. Um I've been at Sega for about four years now. Actually, on Halloween, it'll be four years. Uh, I started off on the mobile team, Sega Networks. Uh, but several months back, um, that got absorbed into Sega of America. Uh, and since then, I've just been a Sega of America employee, uh, not focusing specifically on mobile anymore, but instead focusing on all of Sega's retro IP which is genuinely Brilliant. my dream job. So I, 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 could, I can't complain. <laughs> I think it's all um, Yeah. So uh, uh, things I, I worked on previously, um, when I joined, I worked on the Sega Forever mobile titles. Uh, then um, two, two and a half years ago, no, maybe two, two years ago, I uh, started working on Sega Heroes. Um then uh, when Sega Heroes uh, finished, um, I've, I've gone back to the Sega Forever account and we've made it the general uh, Sega retro uh, content account. So all of our legacy IP stuff is there, kind of supporting everything that's coming out, whether it's licensing or games or sales uh, on, yeah, in, in uh, the US or Europe. Um so that's where I am right now. But I mean, I, my, my history with Sega goes back quite a bit uh, in terms of like being a member of the community. So uh, I set up a fan game, a Sonic fan game website in 1998, which was terrible. I mean, it was like, 
hot linking to the the fan games that existed at the time and and uh, <laughs> you know probably had a lot of comic sans and things like that um geocities maybe yeah i i <laughs> I, uh, I remember someone called ryan langley reaching out to me uh uh then and, and being like uh, you know can i help you with this website or something like that and me being, you know, a teenager, I was like, no, I'm going to make this website myself. <laughs> uh, and then I, I, I disappeared for like six months or something like that. I came back in 1989 and he'd launched uh, Sonic Fan Games HQ. Uh, oh. And uh, then we had this kind of rivalry uh, for, for a long time. Um, a friendly rivalry because we still like I remember sending a load of Sonic the Comics to him and he sent me a load of uh, game like PAL games and things like that, like 30 different games and that. Uh and uh, weirdly now, I mean, if you see uh, any, pretty much any GIF that goes out on the Sega Forever channels, like they're made by him. You know, he runs Sonic the Hedge blog now and things like that. He's a developer okay. um, at uh, Pickpock in New Zealand. Uh, now he's a producer. Um, but it's, it's kind of cool the way things have uh, worked out. I, I ran other sites, you know, in the early 2000s and things like that. Uh, but I've, I've always been part of the Sega community and, and always followed it. So it's just, you know, it's it's really my passion and um, i'm just happy to be working on these products and i you know i i want to celebrate them with other sega fans and uh celebrate our history and what better time than now yeah brilliant so did you yeah. like how did that lead you to get working for sega officially uh well i mean i guess i skipped some bits there like uh, i went to university <laughs> uh, in scotland I, I studied uh i had did a double degree in um film and media production and english studies uh then went on to japan where i taught english for five years uh while i was out in japan i was i would write for uh official and unofficial nintendo magazines uh, in the uk yeah. uh, like cover trade shows and things like that um and the, and also wrote, wrote for a, a blog uh that, that's not around anymore um and uh yeah i kind of got my foot in the door that way uh, and then when I came back to the UK, I worked for a, a site called Pocket Gamer that focuses mainly on uh, handheld gaming. So it was like 3DS and, and oh, yeah. stuff as, as well as uh, iOS and Android. Um, then from my experience working on iOS and Android things, uh, I got into the mobile team. Uh, I had worked with, with my manager, uh, my, you know, my, my, my uh, current manager, um, in terms of promoting Sega games and things like that. And that, uh, yeah, he could see, I mean, he'd worked with me, so he knew what my experience was and that got me in, which is actually very difficult because unless you've, uh, unless you can prove that you've launched specific games, you know, like as an indie developer or something like that, it's quite difficult to get into the games industry from yeah. like certainly from the press side, it's, it's possible, but it's more difficult. So I, I really yeah. kind of lucked out in terms of that. Oh, I know how difficult it is. I've tried several times, but, Never have right. never yeah. never been lucky enough. That's that's brilliant, excellent. That's great to have you on the show. Yeah, thank uh, you. Is, yeah, is is there? Oh, I feel almost hesitant to ask this, but is there anything coming up for Sega that you're allowed to talk about, or is it all zip it? Keep your hands. Uh, yeah, like, like, like a dragon. Minis right now. Like like a dragon's out next <laughs> month, right? Yeah, uh, that's got arcades in it. You know, it's got like Virtua Fighter two and, and five in it, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Puyo Puyo Tetris two coming out in December. 
It's good cool. fun. I'm pumped for that. I'm looking forward to the, the difficulty mode in that because I am so bad at that game. So, you know, it adjusts the difficulty depending on how you play. Oh, really? So, I didn't know, know that. So I will very quickly go down to the lowest difficulty, which would be great. Same here. Uh, <laughs> and colorblind modes as well, which is super helpful for me because, like, I'm, I'm terrible with that. And, oh, uh, wow. That, yeah. is really, that is really cool. Uh, that Sorry, at work yeah. we're doing all this accessibility checking and stuff for our website and things like that. But that... They never think yeah. about that about video games, just accessibility for people who might be colorblind, especially a game like that, which is all based on colors, like matching up with the colors. Mm, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Um, that, then, you know, who knows what could be coming in the future? That's okay. Okay. We'll, we'll leave it there and we will move on with the show and we will go into our feedback forum of doom. I'm going with it, Scotty. That's what it is now. Whatever. You're the host. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we've got a little bit of feedback uh so just a couple of uh, quick things one was on youtube um so i'm not going to get this name right but i was trying anyway uh xyliotti i'm gonna say um, i was gonna say it's Zilio. <laughs> oh yeah, wow i, think I would have gone with that as well but they, they're both <laughs> great so i'm sure that they're very happy with how Z- you what, what did you say Z- Z- Zeliot? yeah Zeliot coyote i don't know or I can't remember what I said now, but let's go with that. Brilliant. Uh, they they left a, uh, he or she left some feedback on uh, the Game Gear Micro video review and unboxing what we did, saying, "Oh my god, that's so tiny!" And did you manage playing with these? Wow. Uh, so yeah, just to give uh, you know, a bit of feedback, we spoke about this last week. Uh, Scotty and I talked about the Game Gear Micro bit. Yes, uh, it is tiny, and yes, um, we I did manage to play with them. So. I actually oh, yeah. do. I, I think Scotty was a, was a. You found it quite tricky to play with them, but yeah, that's the I nicest way found, to say it. I personally found them actually okay to play. Once you got used to the size, I actually found them okay to play with, and I found them actually quite playable. So and my hands are quite small, and I just uh, I'm, oh, I'm, I haven't got one unboxed, but I've got the boxes in front of me. But um, I've, I can... I've heard I've heard that if you use um like small coins uh, over the D pad, that that can help uh, in terms of precision. What? <laughs> yeah wow. this is, this is um, what i've heard i've seen people in japan with like one yen coins over over it and that somehow it helps that's my top tip okay. i forgot to mention as well sorry that i i um a, a couple of days ago on, on payday i picked up uh both of the deluxe sets like there's one deluxe set that has like uh the translucent or like smoke gray uh, okay. or something like that uh one and there's another one that has like all of the um mini boxes or something like that as well and I, I picked right. up both of those, um, so now I'm not sure that I can afford uh, an Xbox uh, <laughs> or, or, or a PS5. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's where we are these days. You spend all your money in the Game Gear, and you can't afford yeah. an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, I I personally find it it's small, but I find it quite playable. I'm happy to play with them. I was playing them for hours when I was testing out for reviews and stuff. So. I, th- I think some people will find it easier than others. I haven't used a coin on it, and to be honest, I probably wouldn't. I found it fine, but yeah. So yeah, it's, how did you say again? How did you say the person's name, Scotty? I said Xyliot. Uh, Xyliot. Okay, so Xyliot, thank you for your feedback, and yeah, um, they are playable for some people, but not everybody. Mm-hmm. And an- another bit of feedback we had on Discord uh, from Mr. Haru, as always, welcome, Mr. Haru. Um, Ready Player One did, in fact, have Battleborn characters in it. 
So this goes back to a few shows ago when we were talking about Ready Player One because I'd finally watched it for the first time. Uh, Chris had seen it. I think he's read it. And Scotty is currently reading it. Uh, but he has not seen the movie. And I, I referenced uh, Overwatch and some of the other video game characters that are in it. Um, we didn't realize the Battleborn characters were in it. But yeah, so Mr. Harry says, Ready Player One does in fact have Battleborn characters in it. And I agree that it was shitty how Tracer just got money pushed into the movie, basically. And thanks, Blizzard, which is funny because nobody gives a shit about Overwatch. So um, I feel like Overwatch is still quite popular at the moment. I've got some friends who do play it. I've personally never actually touched the game, to be honest. And yeah. how about you guys? Have you have you guys played it at all, Danny? Are you uh, I, I played whenever the beta was on PS4. Uh, I played that, but I found it too like visually busy. I'm not sure if it was like the field of view again, like with the colorblindness. I know they have lots of colorblind options in there, but I. I, I couldn't work out who was on which team, and it was mm-hmm. there was just too much going on for me. I, I sound like right. an old man, but it was just I guess it's not my. I um, think there's only like great. a light, um, like a light glowing outline of who's on your same team or something. Anyway, so even yeah, I can understand that. No, I I, yeah, I, I that game came out, and my introduction to it was seriously opening when I worked at GameStop. Um, Sunday, you're usually in there earlier than any other day of the week. And just the like GameStop TV pops on and there's this like 15 minute CG thing of Tracer preventing something being stolen from um, Black Widow or something. And like my coworker and I were just transfixed. We're like, is this the next Pixar movie or something? And it's just this <laughs> long, like really well done animation. And then it's like Overwatch coming to whatever. I'm like, oh, I don't want to play that. I just want to watch more and more of this. So um, yeah. And it's funny that, should, that... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, visually, it looks amazing. But yeah, I've just never wanted to play it. But sorry, carry, carry on. I was just going to say with Battleborn, uh, probably the people that have watched Ready Player One, uh, through Ready Player One, I'm willing to bet that Battleborn has had more screen time than people actually playing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I think I've actually got Battleborn downloaded on my Xbox. But you probably I do. have yet to play it. I've also got Fortnite downloaded on my Xbox and I've yet to play that as well. My friend said, do you want to play Fortnite to me today? And I was like, oh yeah, I've got it on my Xbox. I went to click, I clicked on it and I go, this needs an update of like 100 gigabytes. Yeah, we're not going to play that today. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I I feel like Overwatch is still popular, but I still feel like it was too early to put it in that movie. It needs to stand the test of time before you can do that, but... Oh, well, yeah, great, great feedback, um, Mr. Haru. Thanks. Thanks for sending that in. And with that, we'll lead us into our, well, Scotty Moe's Mail Sack of Wonder. I never have. Okay, there it is. And into the Mail Sack. Okay. Um, <laughs> first up is Emmett the Crab through Discord asks, how is Chris's Mega Barn coming along? And Chris actually reached out to me and Graham and said he will let us know when he's back on the show. He'll give us an update on the Mega Barn. Um, I'm I'm sure it's changed drastically, but who knows? We'll let Chris tell us what's happening with that. Uh, and then Ashton asks, they ask, if Sega created another game similar to Sega Genesis Classics slash Sega Mini Drive classics are there any games you would want to see that weren't on the first collection so i think what they're saying is um the genesis mega drive mini if they did a part two of that and 
and or the other classics collection that I think the most recent like bundle thing that was out on with like the purplish yeah. box art and stuff. Um, what would they, uh, which I mean, there is a model two Genesis, so they could just toss that out there. Who knows? Um, so I, Oh no, I don't, or wait, let me hold on. Stop for a second. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, that's, that's the previous one. The, the one, the one you're showing in your hand, the Xbox 360 one, that's the previous collection. Yeah. There was uh, yeah. the Sega Mega Drive classics or Sega Genesis classics, which is on, uh, Steam, Switch, uh, Xbox One, and oh, PS4. Yes. Yeah, I think that's... mine's downstairs. I was trying to find the box behind <laughs> have... me. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, the there's a different lineup. I, I was trying to find. I was trying to find the latest one. I can only see the Xbox One, but now I've just found my Switch version. Do I have the? I've got it on Xbox, I think. I can't see it. Anyway, there we go. So yeah, that is the Switch version. Yeah. So yeah, are we are we thinking about the physical, like a Mega Drive Mini Two, or just the, the Classics Collection here? They're asking for the Genesis Classics, Mega Drive Classics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't even remember what was on that. I could Okay, I could give oh there's fifty games on here. I'm not gonna go through (laughs) the whole list. (laughs) Wow. Uh if you say a game I could tell you if it was on here, basically. But I'll speak for Chris. uh, Is is Boogerman on there? (laughs) It is not on there. No, it is not. There you go. That's some Boogerman. Who developed that? It, I have no I idea. Like it, I oh, like it has some kind of relation with Virgin, but I'm probably wrong on that. I don't know. It's got to like be it, whoever I, did Earthworm Jim. Oh, yeah, so that's it's shiny. I'd, I'd be willing to bet, but I'm not sure. Let me. It was on the SNES as well. Oh, so. was it? I'm going to use my phone to look, yeah. so don't want to make it seem like I'm rude, but I'm afraid to open a new internet window. So. It was Interplay is Interplay Productions hmm. who did it, who did it and published it, apparently. Interesting. So, yeah. I'd, I'd say, personally, for me, um, Pulse Man would be really cool because uh, it's uh, Japan only. I can't remember if it got a Sega. Oh, but, yeah, uh, we covered that. Game Freak. You made okay. Make Pokemon. Um, yeah, just really visually, it looks amazing. Like big chunky sprites, platformer. You know, um, one of, one of the Pokemon. I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, I think it was one of those from Black and White. Um, looks, uh, it's like a metal and bug type. I can't remember the name now, uh, but it, it's a reference to um, to the game. Ah, okay. okay. It's it's uh, it was released on the Wii Virtual Console as well, at least in Japan. I'm not sure about in the West. Maybe. Oh wow! They used to have these like Hanabi special events where they'd release some um, Japanese games, like Japan yeah games. Um, but I'm, I I don't know if we've released it outside of that. So, so we actually covered the game in one of our early digital editions of Mega Visions magazine. I can't remember which one it is, but I think David Oxford, who's one of our writers, he he actually covered it. And yeah, I mean, yeah, as you say, I'm looking at the artwork and stuff. It it looks really cool, very yeah. colourful, very big sprites. It looks fun. It looks really fun. Um, wow. Oh, it was released in '94, so it was tail end of the. Uh, okay. Genesis life cycle and everything, so that kind of makes sense. I would say, mm. it, realistically though, um, I would love if they put rock and roll racing on there because that's a game more people need to play co-op, especially. Oh wow, yeah, never that was that was that. a Blizzard game though. So I don't know. Uh, if there's some okay. weird licensing with that, or if they even know it exists anymore, or or, or whatever. Because um, there were oddly licensed games on, maybe not that one. I'm thinking of the Mega Drive Mini now. Shoot. Um, yeah, that had had like some EA games and Capcom and yeah, yeah, other games, didn't it? 
Um, so, no. Ah, see, I'm struggling because I think some of these collections, like especially like the the old the Xbox 360 and PS3 one, and also the the recent one, that they've had so many great games. I love on them. Um, good mix mix between them, I guess. But I, I personally, I would just, I know this will never happen. I'm not putting you on the spot at all, Danny, because I know you can't speak on behalf of Sega. But personally, I would love to see some 32X games on, on like the next one, for example. I just think something like that would be really cool to see. More people need uh, to play just, Tempo. Exactly. As you, yeah, as you mentioned the other day, last one of the other shows, Tempo, great game to play. And yeah, there's so yeah. many great 32X games that would be really cool to see. But uh yeah other than that i can't think of any actual mega drive games so should we move along to the next question we've got quite a few questions this week to get yeah, let's through. keep going um next up here oh lost my place no it's back uh zombie hunter in the discord asks with bayonetta joker and sonic as fighters in smash do you think they'll ever add another sega character to the collection and if so who i'll just uh, once again i will scream to the heavens that it it amazes me that they haven't thrown shadow in as an as a uh what's it called when an echo the an echo trophy? character what do they call i thought they were called like assist trophies or something like that oh, i can't remember what they're... i i was thinking more like an echo character on how there's so many different um uh one of them has uh, well the minecraft steve the minecraft steve yeah, yeah, that yeah. just got thrown in <laughs> has variations and um oh, sure. Even something little like Young Link and Adult Link, you can switch it so that he's Shadow Link. Something oh, okay. I just it's it astounds me that they haven't thrown Shadow in with that way in hmm. some way, shape, or form. But of course, I'm going to say Knuckles forever. But I don't know. I think one that would be cool uh, to really mix things up, even though he's not Sega only. Um, either Dynamite Hetty or Ristar. Well, Ristar is Sega only, but Dynamite Hetty could be really weird throwing his head at people and like he'd he'd probably turn into like a Kirby type thing with all the different functions his head oh. served in the game and was, stuff. So was Dynamite Hetty on other consoles? I didn't realize that. Maybe not. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's made by Treasure though, rather than Sega. Oh, so okay. Developed okay. it. Sega published it. Okay, then right, my okay. answer is Ristar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. For me, I, I, this is going to be an obvious one, but uh, Kiryu from the Yakuza games. I just think be so badass seeing him in, in there. That, that That's it, really. I think, yeah. Uh, Danny, is there, if you had a dream world, if personally, would you would you be any character you'd love to throw in there from Sega to Smash? Hmm. Tough. It's tough to, to really think, because it's like... Am I thinking of like what would be most likely, or just what would uh, what would I want? Um, mm, good point. Because it's like, so what I want, then I just want like Sega Tassanchiro or something like that. But it's, right. it's, it's going to be <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was in um, uh, what's it called on the 3DS? Uh, oh, Project was it Cross uh, Project yeah. Cross too. He's in yeah. Project Zone 2, just turns up telling everyone to play Sega's hand. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Sam, you know, like you've seen the the ads, right, of him just like throwing people and then they oh, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> outfits and he rips that off and then he just starts uh, throttling people, you know, that kind of thing. That, that, would, that would be fun. <laughs> I think for any Nintendo fans, like, just they'll be just like, who who or what is this character like what is going on i miss stuff like that like i miss kevin butler for sony and just these ridiculous spokespeople for game companies yeah. you know? <laughs> oh those are the days That'd be um, cool. uh, 
Did you? Did that, you... I'd love to see Vectorman in there. Oh yeah, okay. He'd be fun. I think that'd be a really fun character to see. But I feel like Kiryu and the Kuzu games are more current, and I feel like some of these for Smash hmm. for for like a Nintendo franchise almost having characters that people might recognize would work better. Yeah. Like, uh, it kind of needs to always be some tenuous link uh, for them to be in Smash, right? So you have to have something that's released on the platform. So like, even though, you know, Cloud was added in uh, from Final Fantasy VII before I think Seven was available on Switch, um, I think they were doing it at the same time that uh, that 3DS game that had loads of Final Fantasy characters came out. Uh, and that okay. Thing. No, not the rhythm one. There was like a a, a kind of a top-down uh, adventure RPG which had like lots of characters from the series featuring in it. But it was a 3DS oh. game. I can't remember the name for the life of me. I think there's a hmm. sequel coming out soon. Um, yeah, so there always has to be some kind of link. I think oh, it would sorry. be hilarious and great, and it would just cause such an outrage if they put in either Poyo or Columns blocks before there's ever <laughs> anything representing Tetris as a character. <laughs> oh, I mean, wow. there's a lot of fan demand for, I mean, very, I think there's just like very vocal um, Puyo fans out there who want Arlen, right? Oh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would only appeal to that. Like, until I played Puyo Puyo Tetris, I didn't even know there were Puyo characters besides the blobs, so mm. I, I don't know that that would have such a I don't know. But I don't know. I hate Fire Emblem characters in there, too. So what am I? Who am I to say? <laughs> I, I do have a question, though, because um, Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid is in, well, it's in one of the Smash games, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. but uh, he was in um, the GameCube version. Uh, so Twin Snakes. Uh, OK, fair enough. Even though, of yeah, course. it was released and it, and it was around the that was the GameCube era one, right? So wasn't it? Yeah. So and that wasn't the GameCube. I, I, OK. I thought I thought that was on like the Wii U version they put Solid Snake. But it, I can't remember. I can't remember. Wasn't that some crazy thing where like Kojima had been talking to them years before and like expressed how much he wanted Snake in there or something too? Okay, you're, you're right. It, uh, it was on the the Wii version, right? It was. Um, uh, but I mean, Wii's backwards. I mean, the GameCube's backwards compatible, right? Or Wii's back, backwards okay. compatible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I guess that works. US Link. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. Um, so I wow. guess that actually tailors into the next. No, that's not. That's not a verb. I learned that. That 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 lends into the next question here. Uh, Mr. Haro asks, "You're given a chance to help make a Sega versus Capcom. Who is your starting roster for the Sega side?" And I gave this a little bit of thought. I would love to have Tails Doll from sonic r okay (laughs) and also ristar just makes sense as a fighter because he would have amazing grabs he'd be the grab he'd be the probably smallest grappler character ristar and then (laughs) i would either i I want something ridiculous so either either the daytona hornet car or like just a vmu somehow (laughs) Uh, oh i would have immediately gone in with hornet as well um but thinking about that yeah it'd be cool to have like um anthropomorphized versions of uh systems or something like that like there was a kind of transformer sort of thing that you could get uh sega merchandise in japan it was like a, a mega drive transformer or something like oh, that that's cool sort of like a, a plush toy um that was like a, a mega drive with like arms and legs like that kind of stuff could be pretty fun right? that'd be really cool um I could say Vectorman again. I've got Vectorman in my head there at the moment. So yeah, uh, but, so throw him in there. 
who else would really cool? I would love um, did either of you guys uh play Scud the disposable assassin um, no but i've heard of it so yeah. i mean that's based off a comic but it's only ever had a game on the saturn like no other anything anywhere but the villain in that it's that's just called jeff i think is like this weird mutated <laughs> like two squids for legs or something no it's i forget it's like a plug socket for a head and like tentacles on one arm and then like a mouse trap for hands or something like that like I would love to see something like that, but it's all the Sega consoles put together in like this <laughs> this dumpster formation of a robot or something. Oh, okay, so a Seaman would, would be pretty good, right? Yes. It's like if you little kind of fishbowl like that. I uh, can see him as like a like a how you have tag characters like bring in Seaman and he just comes onto the screen and like insults them but injures them with the insult somehow or something. <laughs> oh man, I want this to be real. I'm not. I'm not sure how possible this would be, or if it would actually work. But have you guys ever played Crush either yeah. on the 3DS or the PSP? Uh, Danny from that could be quite fun. Like special move could be literally crushing the world to flatness or something, and that'd be cool. Doing damage that way and walking around in his dressing gown because that's what he does. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. um, yeah. I feel like that could, that could be a whole create the Sega versus Capcom thing could be a whole podcast. So. Um, that could be so we can move on from that yeah but good good question with what your starting roster would be um mm. uh so oh and i this just popped into my head for tails doll i think it would be great if his whole move set is he doesn't actually move he's just standing there but you actually do moves <laughs> and it's like telekinetic somehow or something anyway <laughs> um anyway uh he okay ghostly tj that's tj katsune with the megavision staff um uh, we've got a bunch of fire away questions for danny so if you want it we can try to get through these quick or we can just see how they go here um so there's five so we'll take them one at a time here danny what's your favorite merch from sega there's a lot of really cool stuff um like say the i've got the sega gaga special edition but Ah. i gave away the button set from it like the pin set from it so i need to buy Uh, i know right yeah uh so I need to buy another set of those. Um, there's some, um, oh, what's the website called? It's escaping me now. In the meantime, I'll, I'll say, um, I have this, uh, so in, there's a place called Nakano Broadway, uh, in Tokyo, uh, which is kind of like Akihabara, but, um, not quite as popular. They mainly sell things like secondhand figures and manga and, and managed to get this guy, uh, who I'm sure <laughs> he's a uh, stringy Sonic, uh, is, 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 <laughs> people call him and this was the first uh, sonic plush that ever existed um oh, wow very, I, I, um i don't know how to describe it. it's very kind of uh sort of felt bare bones um sonic version it actually i think we've named him like sega sonic the hedgehog here uh and this I, is I, back in 1991 so this is like a, an original wow yeah i'm not i'm not sure if this is a good description for because i don't think american audience would get this but it very much looks like if blue peter made a sonic the hedgehog plushie which Danny would understand. <laughs> a couple if more. British, you understand I've got, that. <laughs> I've got a, a Tales one of this as well that's, that came out a bit afterwards, think, and another hmm. one which had, where they're wearing like um, Matsuri, like Japanese festival out, outfits. Uh, the other thing that I was going to say is um, uh, Cook and Becker made all of these really amazing prints. Some of them are still available, uh, and I managed to get a, a, a bunch of them. Um, so I think it was the. Fancy Star one, the Virtua Fighter one, the Space Harry one, 
um and i know one or two other ones jets at radios and, and something else wow um, but uh last year at gamescom i heard that yu suzuki was going to be there so i took these giant um prints with me like in huge tubes uh and uh you know got some silver pens and things like that uh, and queued up uh to have yu suzuki sign the space harrier and virtual fighter ones uh, so wow. I, I have those signed by Yusuke, and at some point, whenever I, I'm at SOJ again, at Sega Japan again, uh, I'd like to, you know, to get like Kodama-san sign fancy Star One, that kind of thing. Uh, and then I just want to put like them framed up on the the wall behind me. That'd be cool. Uh, that that's that. Then those will be my favorite Sega. <laughs> yes. Right. I, I want to say to maybe give a good visualization for how that Sonic doll looks. It reminds me of the caricatures in the Japanese manuals for the 2D Sonic games. <laughs> of the like little stick figure type Sonic when he shows you how to do the moves and like to avoid spike traps and stuff like that because his arms are so skinny. <laughs> that's good. That's a good way of actually putting it. Yeah, yeah I love it. Um, next, day, or next question. What's been Danny's toughest project he's worked on for Sega? Um, well, I can't go too, too behind the curtains on this one, but um, uh, I, I think... When I started working on Sega Heroes, that was the first live ops game uh, I, I'd worked on, uh, meaning that there's always events going on. It's very much a 24 hour game and there's, you know, things can go wrong in, in uh, you know, these kind of live games and so on. Uh, so it was kind of always being switched on. And uh, when you're dealing with as many franchises as we had in that, which was something like, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, you know, and different people own the rights to different franchises and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of checking in terms of what you can do and what you can't do for assets on social and things like that. So it, it was, uh, that was tough, I guess, to learn. I think if you're going into any um, live ops game like that, it's it's quite a lot to uh, manage. But the, the team who were working on it, they, they really put everything into it. I mean, if you had a chance to play it um, uh, way back when, uh, just the amount of love that goes into that in terms of like all the character animations and stuff like that and the amount of references in there. Like one of the things was, um, for example, uh, Tom from uh, Shenmue had a healing move where he'd give everyone hot dogs. Nice. And <laughs> if, Sonic, if Sonic was in your team, Sonic would get a chili dog instead of a hot dog. Nice. Oh, that's good. It's it's like yeah. that detail, you know? That's really cool. Yeah. I, I didn't get to play Sega Heroes much because I have to admit, I don't game on mobile much. But when I did look, check it out and play it a little bit, I was actually really impressed with what you guys were doing with that game. It, yeah, the fan service in that was brilliant. So good. Very cool. And then uh, this might even be the same answer with how you were describing it there. But his next question is, what's been the most fun project? Sega Heroes was a lot of fun in terms of uh, kind of researching the characters even more and, and that kind of thing. Um, I think what I'm doing at the moment is actually the most fun because I've um, been able to um, make the Sega Forever channels into Sega's general like retro IP channels or legacy IP channels. So we're kind of celebrating Sega's history more and more, you know, including games that might not be commercially available right now. But, uh, you know, I think it's still important to talk about the history of, of Sega and the games that we have released in the past and to celebrate them. Um, so I'm, I'm really enjoying that at the moment. Cool. Um, and I don't know how much you can say about this one, but uh, he asked, what's a dream project that you would like to help create with Sega? 
Oh, I was okay. I misread it, but yeah, there you go. Uh, hmm. I hadn't I hadn't thought about this one before. Localizing uh, Sega Gaga. That would that would be a lot of fun. Um, that would be a lot of fun, but I think very limited audience maybe, because um, it's so self-referential and it's and it's so it references that period of Sega so much as well, like the kind of battle between Sega and Sony. Yeah. Um, it's very very of its time. Just anything involving um, retro IP. So I guess it's uh, the what, what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, there you go. So he's working on his dream project, basically. Yeah. Um, and then last question. Uh, he asks, would he like to join us someday in a game of Sonic the Fighters? So we do, to give you an idea of that, I don't know how much you've kept up with that. It's been a while since we've done that, too, but... We all still play, we try to play regularly the PS3 re-release version of Sonic the Fighters because for some reason the network, the servers are still up. <laughs> sure. Nice. It's so much fun. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty terrible at it apart from I used to play tons of fights with Megamix back in the day. So I'm, I'm pretty good with Bean and I'm okay with Bark, nice. but I'm not very good at any of the other characters. I know, I know that um, uh, Justin and Katie from, uh, you know, Sonic... Uh, the Sonic sides uh, from their streams—they've been playing that as well. Oh, really? Okay. And so maybe you should ask them to get involved too. I mean, I don't want to invite invite them for you, but uh, <laughs> to you know to promise anything for them. But I'm, I'm sure they'd be up for it. I well. think anyone who knows that game exists and actually plays it now would probably be down. We're always we always jokingly say like we're the best sonic the fighters players in the world because no one else is online but it it never fails that when we're all that we'll have like five or six of us online and there'll be one dude that is online playing this game and we make the mistake of letting him in and he just mows us down so we're like no more public rooms forget that <laughs> so um yeah those are all good that's that's some good stuff that's some uh uh some good answers there uh yeah so the last one we have another one from tj uh, he says, people are excited about the Golden Axed prototype being released and Streets of Kamurocho. Can we look forward to more obscure things being released to us from the vaults of Sega? Well, do I answer this, do I? Yeah, we um, <laughs> I, I, I can't say what, what's, what's planned or what, what's not planned, but um, who, who knows? I mean, if these perform really well, then it's going to be more likely that something this happens. You know, this kind of stuff has worked well in the past like for uh, 8-bit bayonetta you know you remember that oh yeah i remember that so um so who knows really i guess uh, you know if, if you know a million people download these games or something like that then i guess it shows that that you know right. they... that, that's the answer people download these bloody games and mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. hopefully we'll see more of them yeah brilliant nice that's so a... oh with oh yeah with that we'll wrap up the mail sack and that was the mail sack. Turn the page. Perfect. What's up, guys? We are on Twitch three days a week, sometimes more, sometimes less. What is the internet? But if you go to twitch.tv backslash megavisions... 
Monday, Mon- mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, uh, you will see us playing everything from Fantasy Star Online 2 to Anarchy Reigns on our Thursday night throwdowns, which we do also invite the community into. Uh, and we have coming up on there to be hosted on Twitch is the 24-hour Dreamless Dreamcast Marathon on September 12th. Mark your calendars, but otherwise, t- check us out any day throughout the week. Keep an eye on twitch.tv backslash megavisions. And that will move on to our picks of the week, where each week, as always, we will talk about something we've been watching, playing, doing, something in the world of entertainment that we think you guys might enjoy as well. So I'm uh, not saying this is the great, these are the greatest things ever, but you might have some fun with them because we certainly have. Uh, I'll kick it off this time. So I have been playing something. I, I actually downloaded this and bought it a while ago, but I just haven't got around to playing it. It is Yakuza 0 on the Xbox One. Uh, I'm a quite. I I can't claim to be a massive Yakuza fan simply because I haven't played all of them. But I Yakuza One and Yakuza Two are the two I finished on the PlayStation Two, and I own a load of them on the PlayStation Three. But I haven't really finished any of them, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to start playing them again. And I thought Yakuza Zero is the prequel; it's kind of where it all starts. So I'm going to pick that up and play it on the Xbox One. And yes, yeah, so I haven't played a Yakuza in years now, and I do love the games. And it just feels really good to be back in Kiryu's smart shoes. And um, I'm only on to chapter two because I only started playing it yesterday. But I played it for a good like three or four hours solidly, which I haven't done for a game for a long time, actually. And uh, I'm loving it so far. Really good, really vibing on it. The combat is really solid, very simple, very easy to pick up. Uh, I like I like the different stances, like the different fighting styles, which they didn't have in the original Yakuza 1 and 2 on the PlayStation 2. And the visuals... Visuals are like weird to me at times because sometimes they are incredibly lifelike. Um, so, example, one of the Yakuza bosses, uh, I'm gonna get his name wrong, so Danny, you might have to correct me on the pronunciation, but Kuze is that roughly that's, right? That's close enough, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. So, he's uh, I guess an aging Yakuza, he's not super old, but you can see he's been around for a while, maybe in his 40s or 50s. And you can see, like, he's really rugged and he's got various sort of, like, pock marks and sort of marks, just markings on his face and, like, um, um, frown lines and stuff like that. And he looks super realistic. Um, like, I, I grew up on Jackie Chan movies and he really reminds me of a character from one of the Jackie, Jackie Chan movies I used to watch. And I was like, this guy looks amazing. And then some other characters, you can see the pores on their faces, but they look so smooth. Like, even Kiryu, the, the main guy, oh. sometimes I'm, I'm just like, he looks too smooth, yeah. <laughs> almost. So this other guy just looks so realistic, though. I was like, I was just fascinated. I was like watching the cutscene, going, "That that seriously looks like a person to me right now." <laughs> I, I, um, can I make a quick comment about that? Yeah. So you reminded me. Uh, I don't know if it was six or zero, but um, the website Giant Bomb they were doing their quick look of it, and one of them was saying like, "It's insane to me how because they have professional actors, you know, in Yakuza doing mocap and stuff." And like, mm-hmm. it's so good and so impressive, the tech now, that 
the people that are modeled after real humans look better than Kiro Kirio because he's just a video game character. So he doesn't have like, you know, the dimples, the blemishes and whatever to like yeah. be modeled on. So he's too smooth because he is a created character. Meanwhile, these people that are real humans <laughs> look so much better. <laughs> Yeah, and that must be it, then, because uh, yeah. I was just like, this is fascinating how good this guy looks. Like, they're in the same scene together. I was like, wow. Um, I mean, Kimmy looks bloody good, don't get me wrong, but just the life, the, how lifelike the other guy looked was like, wow, that's incredible. Uh, but yeah, and um, the, I also find it very curious the way the cutscenes are done in three different styles, which I'm not sure if I'm a big fan of. Uh, so... One of them feels very artistic. You kind of get, um, they're almost like a storybook style. They'll be like still images almost, well, nearly still images. Like they might have a very simple animation, like someone like flicking on a lighter, like the hand will be still and then suddenly the light will come on and there'll be the sound of the lighter. But there's no other movement in the scene. It's like kind of almost flat. And you'll have the talking over it and like the text underneath. And players can actually skip through the text, you know, press A and stuff and it'll skip to the next bit. Which kind of works. I feel like it works really well on some like maybe older platforms or like in, inferior machines. Like if it was like if it was on like the 3DS, for example, I'd I'd expect this. And then you have some other cutscenes which are essentially 3D with some movement, but they're not like super cinematic or anything. And again, like the text comes up and like it's got a big sort of black background where the text is and stuff. And the camera will change angle, but it won't really move around or pan around. And people will be talking. Um, but it will sort of hold it on someone as they're speaking, then it might cut to the next person. And then suddenly you have the really cinematic ones, which like the camera pans around, there's loads of action and stuff. But the problem is they some you can be watching... There's, I'm, only, I'm only like, um, to, as I say, into the second chapter, but I've seen lots of scenes and there'd be like one where it literally was cinematic action, then suddenly just cutting to them sort of standing, talking, like there's like not much action. Like does their cutscenes? Do you remember those? Kind of. Yeah. Yes, kind of, Yeah. And that I found that I found it quite jarring at times because some of it was like this is so I was like so intense at the start. There's some really good uh, fight scenes and stuff at the start. I was like really into it. And suddenly, just cuts to this other slightly different style, and I'm like, oh wow. Uh, I, I I like individually. I like the styles, but I was like so into the cinematic, cine, like cinematography of the opening that it kind of felt kind of jarring. Yeah. So that that's I guess that's a, the weirdest complaint to have about a video game, but that's that's my one complaint of this game so far. And but that all said and done, the story is excellent. It's really gripping so far. And for anyone who's not sure of it uh, or doesn't know about it, very briefly, uh, Kiryu is quite new to the Yakuza family, so he's quite new in the Yakuza scene. Uh, he's quite low level. And at the very, very, very start of the game, there's a cutscene where he's basically beating up a civilian for money because this person owes money to a loan shark and you're there to get the money and give it to give it to a loan shark. But the next day, that civilian turns up dead and uh, fingers point to Kiryu and the Yakuza, which makes trouble for the Yakuza because they don't want to be seen to be actually, you know, be killing people, even though it's sort of the understood that they are a crime syndicate, but it's like on the hush-hush sort of thing. Uh, so... Uh, basically, you got to try. You, you do actually soon find out Kiryu was not responsible for it. We got to work out why you've been framed, who framed you, and all that stuff. So that's kind of the general plot of the game, so far at least. And that's that's all basically done in like the first like little bit of the game. It's just all, all highlighted and stuff. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah. But uh, I'm loving the game so far. I'm going to keep playing it. It's really good. Really into it. One thing that really surprised me though. 
especially considering when this game was made, was the saving system. Um, and I'm not sure if I missed something in the game early on, which told you how to save the game. But I had to Google how to do it because um, I, 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 in my head, I was just expecting the game to just save automatically as I'm going through. And then I got to the end of chapter one when it said, would you like to save your game now? I was like, oh yeah, I'll save the game. And I went, wait, have I not saved the game yet? And then I was like looking at it and I went to the option screens to see if there's a way to save the game or load the game or anything. I was like, there's no options here. So I Googled it quickly and thank God I did because I played on a little bit longer and you have to go to the telephone boxes to save your game. But I just did not realize that at all. So I was like, wow, okay, brilliant. So yeah, that's... uh... So, but, but so far, really good. Really, really loving it. But yeah, do you guys have any questions or comments on Yakuza or Yakuza Zero? Well, Zero is the best way to get into the series because, you know, chronologically, um, it's uh, the, the first, but um, it's also a good introduction to the humor and like how, how zany the series has, has become. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not like it, it is, it has all this kind of serious drama in terms of like how, like, the Yakuza families are with each other and these kinds of things, but there's also very silly stuff in there and lots of mini games and lots of uh, side quests and that kind of that kind of stuff, which yeah, I, I I find a lot of fun and I also feel like it's the kind of spiritual successor to something like Shenmue as well, mm. you know, in terms of the, yeah. the combat and uh, being so Japanese and that kind of thing. Yeah. But what do you what do you think of when people say it's like the Japanese GTA? Do you ever have you ever heard that? Because I've had a few people say that. I don't feel like it's like that because it's not yeah. as op- open world, exactly. Yeah, I think you know, if someone... you don't, I, I think having a GTA where you don't, you know, press triangle or whatever to get into a car, um, <laughs> it's not. It's not really GTA, is it? Um, yeah. The the game Sleeping Dogs is a closer comparison to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that, for sure. For sure. Yeah, because that, that's the thing I was going to say that, like, uh, for some, I've heard some people say, oh, yeah, it's just like the Japanese GTA. I'm like, is it though? Because I, 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 I hadn't played the recent versions. I was like, the, definitely the PlayStation 1, the PlayStation 2 versions, like 1 and 2, weren't like GTA, really. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's an unfair comparison for some people because GTA fans would come to it and go, this is nothing like GTA. And people who hate GTA might steer away from it when it's actually very different and very, very good. Yeah, if, if you wanted like an Asian GTA, you know, set in Hong Kong, right? Uh, but Sleeping Dogs is uh, yeah, yeah, it's, totally. it's a good one to go to, go for. I think that was originally going to be a what was that it's series true called? Crime. True Crime. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Which... fun. I played it through. It's a fun game. Yeah, it's a severely oh, underrated Dogs, game. Yeah. yeah, it really mm, should have. Yeah. Uh, they have like crazy like the full editions you can get on Steam now of everything that ever came for out. like a couple of dollars. You know, it's yeah. just, whenever it's in, on sale, it's super cheap. You know. Yeah. yeah, I remember someone cre- recreating. They did a mod for um, Sleeping Dogs, and it had um, Rio from Shamu, his like jacket and like jeans and stuff. Yeah, and they they did they changed one of the chase scenes into a QT, QTE scene almost. I believe. Well, so, like, they, they, there are yeah, like that kind of thing in it. But yeah. I think because it was released at Square Enix mm-hmm. uh, by Square Enix, they had uh, lots of crossover stuff. So I think there was like Just Cause and maybe Hitman and Tomb Raider oh. stuff in there at the time. Oh wow, I don't um, remember. Were, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we had Nick on again, he could tell us because that's like his annual game that he will play through, probably. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, my only comment on Yakuza is I I used the Yakuza Six tumbler glasses for the first time this past New Year's Eve that I got with that collector's edition. 
uh so good <laughs> but yeah definitely i think if anyone hasn't played yakuza yet check out yakuza zero it's on most modern systems so pc playstation 4 xbox one uh was it on ps3 i don't remember if it was or not uh danny you might know uh so. zero yeah zero uh it may be in japan only okay right um is it part of the yeah, so... collection on ps4 maybe get it that way i can't in what sorry is it part? Uh, of that? I think the the I I don't know. I might be wrong. I, I don't know if there's like a complete pack of the series, but I think the collection that's on there is three, four, and five, which uh, are remastered. Okay. And because I think um you know there was a, a bit of controversy when um what was it uh three three was uh, released in the West because there was a lot of cut content. This has been completely retranslated, and I think pretty much all of. The, the content oh, from good. the original is, is in there so it's uh there's some stuff cut out of four as well i, I believe but the, these are the most complete versions to date wow okay yeah that's good to hear and like relocalized and everything like that like the, yeah. the localization team you know they're gold uh, yeah it's, it's yeah and it's yeah, very very good very if you're into action games and sort of i guess as i say kind of cinematic almost it's it's so much fun just to getting into it um but yeah and we'll move on we'll actually go to danny next so danny um for the first time ever what is your pick of the week uh so my pick of the week um i i grew up uh watching and re-watching uh my vh my vhs tapes of uh bill and ted's excellent adventure and bill and ted's bogus journey i think for the longest time uh excellent adventure i had like just a recording off tv <laughs> uh, and i just rewatch and rewatch and rewatch it uh, you know, I, I could quote that movie from beginning to end. I, I preferred. I know that some people would prefer Bogus Journey, um, okay. but uh, I'm I'm very much an excellent adventure person. Mm. Uh, if you if you don't know the the storyline from these, uh, the first one is that uh, Bill and Ted are these uh, two guys in San Dimas, California. They're about to finish high school, but uh, they're gonna most heinously flunk their history uh, uh, course. And if they do that, then um, Ted is going to end up at Oates Military Academy in Alaska, which will break up their band. And um, naturally, if their band gets broken up, then, um, you know, the world's going to end because they're meant to uh, come together to create um, this song that will save all of humanity in the future. So George Carlin, uh, well, Rufus, who's played by George Carlin, uh, comes uh, back to the present, which is uh, 1988, uh, and uh, gives them this kind of uh, phone box, which allows them to travel uh, into the past. So they, well, I won't go too much into it as I already am, but like they, they basically decide to pick up people throughout history um, for their history report. Uh, and then the second one, um, they end up being uh, killed by um, evil versions of themselves. Uh, and so they have to go through heaven and hell uh, to get revenge and to come back to life and that kind of thing. But that's not my, neither am I picking my of the week. My pick of the week is um, Bill and Ted Face the Music, which is the new Bill and Ted. Uh, and it's like set present day and uh, Bill and Ted are kind of, you know, washed up guys in their like, I don't know, uh, late 40s, early 50s, that kind of thing. Um, you know, playing, uh, you know, diners and things like that, uh, you know, but playing weddings, that kind of thing. So they're not doing too well. Uh, and, 
you know, it, it's coming to the point where, you know, now it is the future and they were meant to have this song that would save, you know, space and time as we know it. Uh, and if, if you've seen the first two films, I mean, I wouldn't recommend going into this film without having seen the first two. If you've seen the first two and you, you love them as much as I do, it's like everything just really comes together. There's so many ref like tiny, tiny references from the first two films. I mean, it's uh, Keanu Reeves playing Ted, who's obviously way bigger now than he was back in 1988. Uh, and then you've got Alex Winter, who you, you might not have seen him much else. He was in like a kind of weird movie called Freaks. And he was in... Um, was that a vampire movie with uh, Keith Sutherland from the eighties? Oh, Lost, Lost Boys. Boys. He was he was like one of the vampires in the background in that. Um, but yeah, not that much otherwise. He's he he became a director and he's made I think I don't know. It's either like Led Zeppelin or something like that. He made a documentary about uh, them uh, and or maybe Frank Zappa or something. And uh, he, um, he uh, one about the. Movie? No, no, okay. uh, that's more of a mockumentary as well. But he yeah. didn't start doing the documentary stuff till I think the early two thousands or something like that. He also did one about the dark web. Um, but they both come back and it's they really get back into the characters. Uh, and now they have like at the end of well, like vague spoilers at the end of um, uh, Bogus Journey, like they they came back from the future and played a song which was. Uh, I don't know, yeah, God gave rock and roll to yeah. me. Like um, and they had like little Ted and little Bill, right? Because uh, in the first movie, they picked up uh, these medieval princesses who they evidently had kids with. But now these kids have grown up. Um, and they're, you know, they play stuff themselves and so on. And, and uh, they, they are very much versions of their parents. Uh, and in this movie, they're doing their whole time tra traveling thing while um, Bill and Ted are going to various futures to try and find their song because they think, well, we must have already already made this song in the future, so we'll go into the future and get this <laughs> the song from ourselves. Because like they, they do this in the original movie, Excellent Adventure, they'll be like, we need to steal our dad's keys to get into the prison. Uh, so they time travel back to get the keys, and then and then they say, "Well, we'll we'll leave it right here at, at this point, and then so it's there. So anything they want yeah. just appears there." It, yeah, and it's convoluted and silly, and uh, you know, very tongue in cheek. Um, you've got uh, Kristen Schaal replacing um, like Rufus's role, and she's super funny in it. Uh, Missy, who in the first film was um, Bill's stepmom even though they were oh, right. she's only like a year older than them yeah um uh and then the second film bogus journey she marries um ted's dad mm -hmm. uh and then uh in this film uh she's married um ted's younger brother deacon <laughs> um so and they're talking about how um basically like ted's dad has become his own son now and things like that it's just lots of silly funny humor and it's just really enjoyable you've got kid Cudi in there as well like with, with the cameo uh it's it's just a lot of silly fun i i don't I, I think you, it might be a bit weird if you go into it without knowing any history of, of Bill and Ted's, but I think for the, the times that we're in right now, what with COVID and everything like that, it's kind of the movie the world needs. Uh, right. And I just feel so bad for them in terms of like, you know, very few people are going to cinemas at the moment. And, you know, so it's it's been simultaneously released digitally and things like that. Um, so you can watch it at home, but I just feel bad that they, you know, it could, maybe it could have done way, way, way better if 
everything was normal at the moment, but uh, it's check it out. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I saw it open at night, baby. It was good. Yeah, I, I waited until um, my birthday uh, and I, I saw it then. Nice. Um, and in the cinema, like I, I, I bought it um, to down, you know, for download, but uh, I just I wanted to see it on the big screen. Yeah. It's Brilliant. Good. I, I, Sorry. I was, was going to say, personally, I loved your description of Bill and Ted's. Uh, that was just brilliant, the, the way <laughs> we explained that. Um, but I actually re- randomly watched Bogus Journey the other the other day, like a week or so ago. Not the first one. I just watched the second one. Uh, oh, that's I've seen I've seen the first one a lot more than I've seen the second one, and yeah. I will agree with you though. I think the first one is the better of the two. I, I mean, you, you have a lot of returning characters in this one, uh, so I, I mean, I think I can say it because it's in the trailer, right? But they, you know, they do um, get the Grim Reaper back, who he's just such uh, a, okay. a funny character as well. Um, I think part of my problem with uh, Bogus Journey was the the stations that just yeah. looking at them just freaks me out. Yeah, I, I like I like I like the. The good, because there's the evil robot versions of them that that come uh, back from the future, um, yeah. but then there's the the robot versions that Station makes who are yeah. who are super cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just just the the stations freak me out. I think that's the main thing that puts me off the film. But oh, I, they're, okay. both, they're still very enjoyable. But please carry on. No. Oh, okay. Wow. Um... So yeah, that's. Uh, I was just going to say yeah, I've, I've randomly watched Bogus Journey, so I'm excited to actually watch number three because I haven't actually seen it yet. So yeah, um, I'm yeah. very excited to see it. So I'm, I didn't realize it come out in the UK because after uh, Scotty, you mentioned it last time on the show, yeah. I went to try and download it. It was not available in the UK. We had it hadn't been released yet, so it uh, has now apparently. Funny. I do remember. So that. I will hopefully by next week, next show, I will have watched it and I can just give you a very quick update on it but uh yeah scotty, scotty you uh, let you wax lyrical about it if you like. oh uh the only thing i'll say like speaking of um adventure and then bogus journey i i the i like the cinematography of bon- oh, graham just dove into his floor you all right buddy so I, I, dro- <laughs> I dropped a, i dropped a pin on the floor and i haven't got any shoes on so i i just saw where it was i wanted to pick it up before i stood on it yeah, good idea um <laughs> I uh, I was gonna say I like the cinematography in Bogus Journey a lot, uh, the, all the different colors and styles they use. But I do like Excellent Adventure as a movie more. I think between the first two, Bogus Journey's idea of the future, like in, in terms of like that opening sequence and so on, how it's all it almost looks like felt that they're wearing yeah. and things like that. Um, that, that that's yeah. a really nineties idea of the future. Yeah, but it's um, great. like super exaggerated, but it's it's. Uh... <laughs> It's, I mean, but it's, great, a lot it's everything else at that point thought the future was all chrome encrusted. So seeing yeah. something else was cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the third movie is is awesome. I, I no spoilers, but I enjoyed another cameo that happened in that a lot. Um, and the I'm surprised you didn't mention the like assassin robot because I mentioned him and how he basically is if a PS5 was a person. That's the assassin robot. <laughs> I I just felt awkward about it because I felt he like was... they were being I felt like they were being a bit mean to you know I I didn't yeah, like didn't the character but at the same time they were being uh, like overtly mean to the character um, yeah. so I, I just thought that that stuff was a bit odd. I thought that was the only honestly like weak part of the movie is like I could do without like fifty percent of this once he's I I don't know if it's spoiled once he makes a change in character I could have done without like most of his scenes honestly yeah. So, but no, it is okay. a good time. It is definitely He's... what 2020 needed as a movie, so to speak. For sure. So. Okay. Yeah, I've 
very curious about some of the characters you've just mentioned. So give it a watch and uh, let you know. But so, Scotty, what has been your pick of the week? So I had to think about this because I feel like I haven't done much this week. But since I just got it uh, yesterday in my random trip to Walmart, I'm going to recommend A Quiet Place uh, starring Mm -hmm. the American Office's John Krasinski and his wife, the amazing Emily Blunt. Um, For those that have no idea what it is, quick summation uh john krasinski i think he was either the producer or the director i forget exactly um yeah he was a director of it but anyway it is some sort of world where these uh what i really like about it is we don't know where these enemies came from but this like either alien species or some sort of weird creature that has supersonic hearing just kills everyone that it hears so you have to be you learn to speak in sign language which is what most of the movie is but it, it's definitely a thriller horror movie, horror movie. Um, but you, uh, the, so there's a family, John Krasinski's the dad, Emily Blunt's the mom, and they have three kids. Um, one of the kids actually is deaf in real life. Uh, and I think this was her debut role oh. or something. So, oh, I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I can't remember which one's oldest or youngest or, but, um, if she's the older one. Anyway, doesn't matter. But no, it's really good. And it, like a lot of horror movies, we've recently watched the first Halloween movie for the first time, and I don't know that it holds up. But there's a lot of just really nothing happening in it, and by that you, I mean, you, yeah, no, go ahead. You know what it is? Is that Halloween was the first of this of these kind of horror movies, and right. the tropes have been copied and emulated so much that yes, maybe if you're watching it now for the first time, you're like, yeah, this isn't anything new. It's like, but at the time, it was. I, I've been rewatching the Halloween series as well, and there's like multiple timelines because they kind of split yeah. off depending on, on which one you are. The, the original is well, actually, the original isn't always there because there were like um, was it Rob Zombie made made some versions yeah, as well. H two O or something. But yeah. uh, no, no, they, they were separate. But H two O is actually based off. Uh, it carries on from the. It's like first Halloween and then Halloween two, and oh, then that's right. one of the sides branches is Halloween H two O, and then. Halloween Resurrection, which was yeah. not as good, um, uh, and and yeah, but um, then there's also the one that was released. I think it was last year, which uh, is a direct sequel to the original Halloween as well, which yeah. is mm. like whatever thirty or forty years later or something like that. Yes, yeah, seventy, uh, seventy nine. Yeah, yeah. So it's and crazy. I've yeah. only seen I've only seen H two O and the most recent one, randomly. Okay. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I think I think H two O was a lot. It was the first time I'd seen it, and it was better than I was expecting. You know, it's just kind of a schlocky horror sort of thing. Like that's like a bit of silly fun. Um, and I thought the recent one was pretty good as well. I enjoyed the recent one for sure. Yeah. The actually, the first Halloween movie I actually saw was Three: Season of the Witch, which has nothing to do with any that's, of the. Yeah, other that's. I, I've been <laughs> I've been wanted to watch that one, but I've heard it's like an anthology movie or something, right? For, well, like that's what I, stories. I, I guess. Uh, word is that John Carpenter initially wanted to make this like a Twilight Zone or like Tales from the Crypt thing. Oh. Like each movie was going to be its own thing, and so he made the first one. And he's like, "All right, Mike Myers is done. Let's move on to a new story." And everybody's like, "No, we need Mike Myers made money. Let's do Mike Myers again." So he <laughs> begrudgingly made the second one, and so on. Um, mm. But no, we definitely understand why this is a legendary movie, the first Halloween, but there's just so much that doesn't happen and the the space is not filled with that much 
but A Quiet Place does that really well because you will literally die if you do make sounds. But there are other stuff, and they fill it in with, like, flashbacks here and there and stuff like that. Um, So I I really, really liked this. Uh, There's... It's just really cool, and the thing I like most about A Quiet Place, I don't know if this is spoilers or not, but they do very little to tell you about the creatures they are fighting, Mm. and I love that. Like, I Mm. liked the first couple of Saw movies, but as soon as they explain Jigsaw's story, I'm like, I don't care about this anymore. I want mystery. Mm. I want my imagination to go wild. So, um, yeah, with A Quiet Place, they, they do that well, and it's... It almost reminds me a little bit of Signs, but that might just be literally because it's on a farm and there are alien-type creatures. It's not even... They never really say if they're aliens or not or, like, anything, but I don't think it's spoilers. But, um, yeah, it was really, really good, and uh, I'm surprised I didn't buy it earlier. But they announced A Quiet Place Part 2, and then it was slated to come out in, like, March or April. So with COVID, they just nixed the theater release and i think they're just waiting to figure something out which probably it's still going to be a digital release at this point guys you should probably just get Mm. your completed movie out there Mm. um so i'm excited to see that but yeah quiet place is very good and i just i applaud them for a very different idea because the silence makes sense rather than just silence for intensity sake if that makes sense all right yeah have you already guys seen it so I have to admit, when, before the show, before you, when you're having your computer problems, we were talking about the outline and stuff, and Danny said, oh, A Quiet Place, it, which one is that? Is that the Sandra Bullock one? I was like, yes, it is. I got <laughs> completely confused with Bird Box. Yeah, I, I was saying I get them confused as well. Like, I, I, saw, uh, I saw A Quiet Place at the cinema maybe a couple of years ago, whenever it came out, oh, cool. and I went in knowing pretty much nothing, uh, and yeah, had a good lot of fun with it you know there's some good suspense in there uh love emily blunt as well i didn't know the act the other actor very much but uh emily blunt like i, I really enjoyed her in uh, edge of tomorrow yeah. uh, which mm. was re-released as uh live die repeat i think in the u.s um so but but that film yeah it, she's amazing in that one and mm. quiet places is definitely worth checking out in terms of kind of more recent horror yeah. it's good film. yeah it's um and i think bird box was released the same year so that's probably why you got confused about it graham yeah, and I actually watched Bird Box just like a, two or three weeks ago as okay. well and really enjoyed it. I did start watching A Quiet Place a while ago now, mm-hmm. but there was something was happening, like I had to go and do something, or, and I was like, right, I'm going to have to stop this movie. Like I was enjoying it, but I wasn't very far into it, so I'm going to stop the movie, go and do the thing. I just haven't been back to it yet, so I just need to pick that up because for some reason I just stopped watching it. I recommend um, it very much. Yeah, yeah it's... Yeah. Um... Like, I, I, I still call myself a recent horror fan because I haven't, like, the first, to give people an idea of how recently I started getting into horror, it was Resident Evil games, but then the first scary movie I bought was The Descent, which is, like, oh, I think wow. 10 years old or which, something. I need to ask you which cut you watch of that, because there's two oh, quite different cuts. Dude, I've got a story for that, and I'm sorry, but I'm going <laughs> to have to tell it. So, um, the... Uh, I don't remember why I initially saw it. Maybe like a director involved or a producer or something. And and I ended up seeing it at a theater that I worked at. It might also have been at that too, just like I could see it for free or whatever because I I used to work in a bunch of movie theaters. But I saw it and I guess spoilers, who cares at this point, you know? Um, Graham, you're never going to watch this movie. I will watch it it later. You will not. (laughs) Dude, you can't get through Alien Isolation. You're not going to be able to do this. (laughs) 
movies don't scare me that much. Games scare the crap out of me. Like okay. game, games are way scarier. So, but so, carry, carry on. Don't, uh, yeah, my story has no weight if I don't say this. So, uh, <laughs> like, I saw it by myself, and it and the final scene where the lead lady is getting out of this spelunking atmosphere and everything and she is just crying bawling her eyes out she's covered in blood she gets in the jeep to drive away from this place and she's just driving like almost hits a car just driving like mad and finally stops to just break down balls her eyes out and then she turns to the passenger seat and the last her best friend who died in there is just sitting there looking at her like a, a corpse almost and like it just it just cuts with loud music so I saw that movie by myself, and then I had a 40-minute drive home by myself in the dark. <laughs> so I had, like, my dome light on, my windows open, the air's coming. Like, every so often I'd be, like, looking in the mirror, like, just singing happy songs. But it was one of the worst drives of my life. <laughs> and then I would talk to people about this, and they're like, that's not the ending of the movie. And I'm like, yeah, right. apparently it wasn't, and I guess I'm just a crazy person. So... <laughs> But I think that was the theatrical release. But I don't even think like yeah. the worldwide theatrical release or something weird. I'm not I think sure. it's I think it's the regional cut difference. It's like, for example, Ooh. I've never seen the American cut of The Shining because it, the, the DVDs and so on that were released here. Um, the American cut's about like thirty minutes longer. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and I've I've still not had a go at it yet. But I, I want to. I, I saw um, what's this pseudo sequel to that? Um, the Doctor Sleep. Sleep. I saw that. That was oh, that's a weird film, man. That's good, on, but it's weird. Yeah, that's on my list. Um, that's a, um, a rare sequel to a horror movie that I've heard good I, things about. What, as it is Spooktober, I, I will give you some recommendations if you haven't seen them already. Sure. I don't know if you're, you're caught up on, on horror films yet. Just like some of my favorites. Um, my utter complete favorite is uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, yeah. No, uh, which if, yeah. Which yeah. if you haven't seen yet, you have to check it out. I'd even, to, to some extent, it is quite janky but i even recommend like the ps2 era game which i think also got released yeah. on pc just mm-hmm. in terms of like because you have to test people and 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 so on okay. to see if, if they're infected and it and you builds trust with people and stuff like that the, the basic theme of the, the film if you've not seen it um is uh there is this uh spaceship that must have landed at some point there's this uh station in the arctic or antarctic i was getting wrong um i think it's antarctic so. Uh, and uh, the film starts with these uh, Norwegian um, researchers uh, and they're chasing after a dog and trying to shoot it. Uh, and then they, I don't know, they, they kind of screw up and they throw a grenade and they, they blow themselves up. So they have no idea what was going on. Uh, and then this dog uh, starts infecting the other dogs and things kind of happen. And then it turns out that there's this, this alien can basically impersonate any living being. Um, so you have no real way of knowing who is a thing and who's not a thing. Um, and it's just like the suspense in that is, is crazy good. I think it's John Carpenter's best film by far. Yeah, it's my it, favorite horror film easily. It, it's very um, good. I will say, uh, just to echo that, it's one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite movies, honestly, because I'm yeah. big on sci-fi. But I will say that it still holds up and it is like, reason alone that i prefer practical effects over cg and stuff oh yes oh, for sure yeah. it's ama- <laughs> wow. there's some amazing sequences in that yeah um yeah. that are just you know like it's, it's some elements of kind of almost like stop motion sort of things but like there's mm-hmm. some really good there's and there's a better scene like you know that scene in alien there's a better mm-hmm. version of that scene. <laughs> yeah. and just and just kurt russell is oh, yeah. is so good, good in that role as well yeah. 
Um, uh, one last thing I'll say about it. I, I, I don't know if you've ever... Have you ever watched with the commentary of him and John Carpenter, Danny? No, I should. There, yeah, you should, because just one thing, there's a scene where that dog that you mentioned, where he's walking down a hallway and kind of looking into doors and stuff. None of that... Mm, would, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, he's not a trained... He's he wasn't trained to do that. That was literally how the dog like slowly walked down. Wow, I found that fascinating. Oh, yeah. wow. Because it's um, so also the, the the score as well. It's um the thing uh the the thing's theme is actually made by Morricone, who's known oh. for all his western themes like the good, yeah. the bad, and the ugly, and that kind of thing. Uh, I think the rest is made uh by John Carpenter, who's known for like just out of budget reasons, uh, tending to create his own score. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but it's just really good. I, I saw him play with the, that theme with his son uh, two or three years ago when oh, he was uh, cool. in, in London. It's just, just so, so good. Uh, I, and I got the Halloween soundtrack like signed by him. It's it just amazing. That's cool. Um, very, very quickly. I, I won't go on as, as much for these <laughs> other ones. Um, but Dark Water, the not the American version, but the original Japanese version, has one of the scariest moments in film, I think. Uh, it's okay. a Japanese horror film. Won't go into too much detail about that. Uh, then there's a Spanish film called Wreck, uh, which is actually quite short. It's only about 70 minutes, uh, um, which is about this out, another kind of outbreak. Uh, and it's it's like kind of sort of found footage sort of yes. look. And, okay. and if you enjoy that one as well, um, you can uh, watch okay. Wreck 2, which can, Wreck 2 continues from the moment the first one ends. Oh, very, cool. very solid film just to see that. And wow. the, the final one um, I, I'll recommend is Hereditary, which has some truly scary bits in it and some and like about a third or halfway through the film there's like this oh my god did that did that seriously just happen uh part, part in it and it's got the, all these occult undertones um which is what really gets me and really like freaks me out and the last 20 minutes you know if you're afraid of if you if you don't like scary movies you're you're gonna get yeah you're done <laughs> it's uh jesus I uh, wow. I, uh, I did I did know about Wreck because I saw the U.S. version, which is I think just called Record or something. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I kind of want I keep forgetting about that, but I do want to want. I've not heard of Dark Water, so I've added I've added all these. But Hereditary, I have heard from people say like no exaggeration, and they love scary movies and stuff. Say that it is the sc- not the scariest movie, but like the scariest thing they have ever seen. So yeah. Wow! Um, yeah, that's on the acting. Sure. The acting is incredible in it as well, and there's just such dark stuff in there. Like, I mean, not not as dark as um, you know, uh, Von Trier or something like that. Like, yeah. that's really dark stuff. But uh, but yeah, dark stuff. Cool. Wow. All cool. right. So I appreciate so the recommendations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a quiet place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think of it? <laughs> it's great. Um, it. Uh, I think it's. A lot of today's horror movies, sometimes when it ends, you you have like one of three reactions where it's like one of them is is usually like, oh, that's the ending. Okay, that's fine. I wasn't too invested anyway. Or there's another one where it's like, are you kidding me? No, I wanted (laughs) them to like win. I wanted like I know it was a bad, you know, the villain wins, but I want them to like win. But and then this one had a different one for me where when it ended, I was like, Oh, I'm ready for more. I could have gone like another hour with this stuff. Let's let's okay. keep going. Like, I, so I'm very excited for part two. Yeah, awesome. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to definitely check out the Quiet Place. So I yeah, you definitely got to watch it in one sitting, though. I don't. Even though you said you started it, I recommend just starting it. Yeah, over. 
I'd go back to the beginning. I'd go back to the beginning again. It's one thing I want to touch on because you said that you liked there was no explanation about the aliens or the monsters in this. Yeah. Um, I thought I, I, I do understand that. And I think maybe for a quiet place, maybe I could, that would be fine. But for some reason, when I watched bird box, that's kind of got a similar thing that there's this monster thing out there, which is kind of invisible because they do kind of show it. It's almost, you see trees moving and leaves blowing and stuff. Yeah. Um, have you seen Bird Box at all? No, actually? I keep I kept like okay. forgetting about it, and I think I was gonna. It was like on my Netflix queue forever. If it's even on there anymore, I don't know if it is. I right. should watch it, but yeah, it's that they never explain what the monster is, and that they kind of have okay. ideas. But they don't really explain where it came from, which sometimes I get. But for some reason, with Bird Box, I was like, I kind of wish they did explain it. Yeah, for some I, reason, I, yeah. I was saying the same thing earlier. Um, it, yeah, it's a shame sometimes. I mean, but sometimes I think that they maybe reveal too much. Like, um, mm. uh, what, what's that? Uh, the original Cloverfield. I almost wish that they yeah. didn't show. Yeah, the, like towards the end, I think they they show, and it's not great CG and things like that. Right. I kind of yeah. wish that they just didn't show that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah that, but that's... yeah, I could talk about yeah. Cloverfield forever too. But um... uh, Moth, Mothman Properties is another one which I, yeah. I wish that, that they. It's not very talked about. It's just like a, a Richard Gere horror film. Yeah, um, the ending's yeah. not not that great, but there's pro- proper spooky bits in that too. Who's, okay, who, I forget who the star is. Uh, star Wars guy, right? Richard no. Gere is the main oh, thought, guy in Mothman Prophecies. Maybe you think of Harrison Ford? Oh no, I'm thinking of Doctor Sleep because that has what's his oh, name? Yeah. yeah. No, Mothman. Mothman was another one I made the mistake of seeing in the theater by myself, but not as cool of a story <laughs> as The Descent. <laughs> Still enough car stuff yeah. happens in that that you don't want to see that and have a sure. drive by yourself so, afterwards. I, I, I what? Because that that sounds like a terrifying ending. What you said. So is the it was other, was the other releases were the other releases of that scarier or oh? Did they wrap it up I more? Actually, kind of like. The other that ending compared to the other ending, I like the other one more because it's oh, okay. more of a it it makes you think more and then kind of double check or do a double take mentally on like what really happened in that movie. Uh, okay, um, I don't really want to spoil that one. I think I'll, I'll okay. That's that fine. That's, that's, Danny that's knows what I'm talking I... about. I'll, Danny, though, which one between the two do you prefer? The one I didn't say or the one I did? Uh, for the, for the descent was that. Yeah, like which ending did you prefer? Whichever the European one is, I can't remember now. <laughs> okay, it wasn't. You don't remember okay. her driving away? It's been so long since I've seen it. I okay. saw it at university, yeah. uh, and I'm an old man now. Um, um, I'll, I'll... I need to rewatch it. I might. I might this because I'm. I'm trying to get um 31 move, uh, horror movies in this month, so I might yeah. uh, give oh, that a rewatch. Um, okay. Well, I'll give you a hint for the other ending. It involves a birthday cake. Does that ring any bells? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, I liked that one more. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say, I'd say. Okay, I, I can't need to watch this. Now. Yeah, you do. It's good. Wow. Okay, so that will, I guess, that will do it for our picks of the week. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks again, guys, for sharing. And I think for horror month, this is wow. Got lots of lots to watch for next week. So uh, let with that, we'll take a quick break and we'll move right on. I want to let you guys know that Megavisions has a Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Megavisions. 
and when you're there you can choose to uh, get either a physical or digital issue of the magazine uh, we ship uh, worldwide so you can get one wherever you live and if you subscribe to the physical edition you automatically receive the digital issue uh, as well and we only charge your account when we're actually ready to ship an issue so you don't have to worry about getting uh, random charges that you don't understand why they're coming your way we are uh, very clear and we let everyone know uh, like the weeks leading up to when we're actually going to charge everyone's account so uh, anyway, please go check it out. Uh, like I said, it's uh, www.patreon.com slash megavisions. That brings us on to our feature discussion of the week. And as always, we're mixing it up and we're bringing something new. Now, this is a bit of a trial run. We've never done this one before. Uh, I have actually done it on another podcast show that I used to do, which finished ages ago. So I've stolen it. And to be honest, it was my idea anyway. But it kind of worked for them. So we're going to give it a try here. It may not work. It may fail. Just mail the idea to yourself and it'll be yours and legal. (laughs) Of course. Excellent. And I've just pulled out my headset again. <laughs> One second. <laughs> oh, wow. That's annoying. Oh, my gosh. Ah, bloopers. Sorry, someone say something. Okay, I can hear you. Good. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the feature is instant reactions. And essentially, it's just for a bit of fun. We're going to take it in turns to read out the name of a game or movie or TV show or something. Something in the world of entertainment and we're going to see what the instant reactions is for the other two people. So we've, we haven't told any, we've hidden these from each other. We haven't told them what they are. So it's literally what our instant reactions are. And it could just be a feeling or an emotion we have with said game or movie or just, you know, what we know about it. So yeah, we're trying to say our instant reactions in the shortest words as possible. And yeah, it's just for fun, as I say. So let's, you can play along at home and let us know what you think. So Scotty, I'm going to tie you up first. You can go first. Yes, I have chosen the third birthday. What? PSP. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Both correct. (laughs) I I have literally no idea what that is. Well, but you... Okay, tell me what you think that game is then, if you have no idea what it... Don't look it up. Just tell me what the third birthday could be about. Uh, well, first, is it a game or a movie? It's a video game. It's a video game. It's about a toddler enjoying the third birthday. Is it a platformer or something? Or yeah, everything. Everything you've said is a hundred percent correct. <laughs> really? No, what? not at all. <laughs> this is why I picked it because the name does nothing. Uh, it was a PSP game. It's the third Parasite Eve game. Oh, yeah. okay. So Dan knew. <laughs> yeah, I I played this. Um, I guess whenever it was being shown at Tokyo Game Show, um, and that's that's actually all I've played of it. Um, I mean, it seemed interesting enough. The thing is that I I believe one of the Parasite Eves. I don't know. I can't remember whether it's one or two, but one of them didn't get released in Europe. Um, oh. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure that one of them didn't get released. So, so I I I didn't really play the Parasite Eve games that much i understand that they're meant to be 
a, a lot of fun. I, I don't know how well that one was received in particular. Um, uh, but... I don't know. I mean, it was really good and amazing graphics for the PSP. I recommend yeah. honestly downloading it and playing it through your Vita or the TV or something because it's one of those games that will have you using the fish hook maneuver on your mm. PSP. So oh, wow. Okay. It, you don't need to play the other two games to have any idea what's going on in this okay. one. Though. <laughs> it's not, yeah. Okay. Uh, if anything, you'll confuse yourself more by trying to connect them. <laughs> um, so that, that was fun. So, Graham... <laughs> Your reaction was great. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So Did that work is that right? I think that works. I think that works. Yeah. All right. so I feel now... like mine's going to be disappointment. So my one is going to be Biddy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. Yep. There's uh, mini, mini games. Did you rock this it? way? So he has to sit oh, yeah. on an egg and take the place of the mother hen to save the village. <laughs> Danny, Danny, what was your reaction? Uh, mini games. I just thought about like the downloadable mini games for some reason. That's because I'm okay. Yeah, right. But I mean, I, like I, I, the game's a lot of fun, and I love like the soundtrack, especially in the 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 visual design of it. Um, but one of the fun things to me was just, I'm always interested in like curios and in, in games and like just the, being able to download Game Boy Advance versions of nights in like a sample of uh literally the reason pop i think it was and uh what was the other stuff the chichi rockets i think that was it i happen to have it right here was was there like a weird game boy advance version of um billy hatch like a mini game as well i feel like maybe it doesn't specify on the back it says four player multiplayer but i could maybe find this out quickly enough because there's actually a manual <laughs> uh, bonus mini games, page nineteen. Um, tell me. I think Fancy Star Online one and two also included the same mini games. Something oh. on GameCube. Oh, it doesn't even say what there is. That's lame. Mm. Yeah, it just it's says, just fun to see Game Boy Advance. That's yeah, that was really weird, like a side-scrolling knights thing. Yeah, what a weird game. <laughs> I said that mine was Billy Hatcher has to sit on the egg to save the village because the mother hen cannot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I played like two hours of the game, so I don't actually remember anything of the story at all. <laughs> it has multi? I don't. I don't think I ever played the multiplayer, but it has multiplayer as well. Yeah, some sort of four-player uh, shenanigans. Yeah, I vaguely remember playing two-player multiplayer and. It was not fun in two-player. That's all I can remember. <laughs> oh, I do remember you have, like, little buddies, like these awesome little penguins that you can tell to attack people and stuff that also made no sense. There's so much going on in that game for it to be aimed at children that I just don't understand it. it I, I, I think it's way too hard to be a kid's game. Like, it's... Yeah. I, I actually... I, I did die quite a few times in that game. I was like, this is not a child's game. Uh, but it's... I, I quite like the... Um... Um, speaking of all stars earlier, the all stars racing games, like I quite like the early Hatcher themed levels. Yeah, oh, they're brilliant. Yeah, that's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also um, a European PC release. Uh, if you're into that, okay. Ooh, PC. I don't okay. know if it would still be compatible these days. But... Weird. So still can download it. Nice. So, Danny, what is your pick? Coming. Instant reaction pick. Katamari Damacy. <laughs> yeah, the cats are here, and you've got to run them over. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, 
shapes shapes everywhere. That's that's all I can think of. <laughs> that's so like. Oh, do you not know it, Scotty? Oh no, I do. But I'm just oh, making yeah. crap up because the okay. the first thing that comes to mind always with that game is how I accidentally beat it and didn't like I was oh, right. hanging out in a buddy's dorm room and just playing something while he was on his computer doing something else, and then suddenly the credits roll, and I was like. I'm sorry, I think I just beat your game before you. <laughs> this is not a long game, the first one. Wow. I think, was it on the PSP? Or, I think you were oh, playing on the handheld. Everything, almost. Vita, it was a Vita, Vita launch, um, and there was, a, there, was, there was a PSP one as well, yes. Yeah. It might have been the Vita, actually, but I think you remember, I think I played it on the Vita, actually. And I'd seen it before and stuff, like, but I'd never played it. I was playing on the Vita, I was just like... I just like you just said, Scotty. I had no idea what was happening except for shapes everywhere. Shapes were like things were attaching to me. I was like, I don't understand bright colors. It's a What's great, going on? It's a great series. We actually just got, got the Switch version of it too. Yeah, yeah. The, the the remake is well. I don't know if it's a remake or more report, but yeah, that's that's great to pick up on the Switch. It's not too expensive from Oracle as well. Um, we didn't get it. That's the, that's. Um, I think the first time it's been released in Europe is on the Switch. The original game really? didn't come out. Europe. We Love or We Heart Katamari was the first one that came out in Ooh. Europe. Oh, okay. I actually from the US um, just because oh, okay. I, Edge magazine in the in the UK used to rave about it. So I, I just was like, I have to get it. Uh, and yeah. Okay. For me, the, the, soundtrack, song- the soundtrack is the thing that's amazing. Yeah. Keita Takahashi, who developed the first one, I don't think he was involved in any of the other ones, but I still think I mean, the second game adds um, a lot of kind of very specific requests that I'm not sure I find as fun. Um, I prefer just, just kind of getting as big as possible. But some of the later games um, make it so that you can get so big that you're like, it, you know, picking up worlds and like the universe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's a lot of fun. I think if you had to pick up one, um, it's probably the PS3 one, which was like a, yeah. a, all of the, 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 the a kind of best of version. Yeah. Of, uh... This Katamari Forever, I think, right? Yep. Uh, I think I just looked at it on my shelf. Yeah, that one's it, it's basically greatest hits of Katamari. Yeah, three sixty one be good to uh, beautiful Katamari. That one was wow. difficult. I remember some difficult levels in the three sixty version, though. Um, all good though, all fun stuff. My uh, uh, a great memory with that game is my girlfriend had never played any of them, and she's an animal lover. And when there were levels, every time she'd roll up an animal, like a dog, cat, cow, whatever, she'd just be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're essentially killing them. They're fine. You just hit a wall and they spin off and they get back to the... <laughs> Such a good game. Wow. Brilliant. So my so, second one now? Yeah, go for your second one. Let's go All right, my again. second thing is uh, the video game Dinosaurs for Hire. <laughs> no, not a game. <laughs> nothing just silence great game <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that one well what I'm would afraid. you think it is if someone said like what source for hire yeah um for some reason i'm just picturing uh driving dinosaurs around i i'd, I'd like to you get inside a dinosaur and uh you you uh go around like that. a crazy taxi but you're riding dinosaurs i'm thinking the mechanics would be a bit more like um octodad like that kind oh my okay yeah, I, I kind of think the mechanics would be something like Octodad. You'd just be inside, uh, either in the costume or in some kind of mechanical uh, dinosaur, and you know, you hire it out, and then you just. You I know, picture a, a, a brontosaurus's neck just knocking over 
buildings yeah, yeah, and like... stuff then yeah okay well this sounds better than the actual game now <laughs> <laughs> Graham, so Graham, what's your what's your uh you don't like dinosaurs for hire what, what my reaction was uh not a game isn't it was I like correct me if I'm wrong. That was the game you mentioned. Was it last week or the week before? Yep. In our, our game that we were playing, because that game wasn't released in the UK, Danny. Just so you know, and we were, we were doing a guess the game game basically last time, and that came up, and I was just like, I've never heard of this thing, and it's like, God damn it, it's not even released over here. That was my bad. So, <laughs> what, uh, what was it released on, and what is it? Uh, it's it's a Genesis game. I unfortunately don't have the box, but um, it's a. Uh, it's basically Contra style where you can play as one of three dinosaurs and you have different guns and stuff. Um, it's based off a comic book, actually, that was mm-hmm. very short lived and probably could have been a TV show, but <laughs> weird. But that sounds like a very 90s TV show. Yeah. But it was oh. released on the Mega Drive in brazil was it or something yeah, yeah. when i was um, looking so it up <laughs> and i was like oh no this has definitely got a uk release because all i saw was cover art that said genesis and another one that said mega drive so i'm like <laughs> oh, I bet graham loves this game too he's probably played it and it's not even released in your guys's place <laughs> oh dear so that's my bad yep um so my second guess well not second guess <laughs> second game is mass effect 3 um no one likes it <laughs> uh that's my Femship. reaction femship there we go okay yeah. so have you actually played it then or like scotty have you played it Nah, i haven't dove into that series at all but i remember that the box art involving a femship was a big deal and that everyone in the world hated the ending basically yeah, yeah. So, i can't believe neither of you actually played it wow they released a DLC, right? That semi-fixed the ending or something. Right. Um, Free deal. I'll, I'll get. I'll get. I'll sort of. I'll explain what the ending is because it's been out for a few years, and the whole point of Mass Effect when they first started making it was that your decisions in the very first game would affect the outcome of the final game. Mm. So decisions you made in the first one affected Mass Effect Two, which then would mass affect Mass Effect Three, and it really worked up until a point, and then because. Basically, when Mass Effect 3 came out, uh, it was originally going to be all Xbox, orig- all, all on Xbox 360. Then Bioware was bought out by EA, and then EA said, no, put it, put them on the other consoles as well, basically. Mm, yeah. So they started doing that. Apparently, the develop- this is what I've heard. The development time sort of got crunched and stuff. And but, but So some of the decisions you made in the first two games do come into Mass Effect 3. And then when you get to the very end of the game, where all this decision-making, good and bad and neutral and whatever, uh, come to a head, it's like, you can choose option one, two, or three. Would you like to like save the world, or would you like to do this? It's basically like, so everything I've just decided for the whole game doesn't matter, because I can choose my ending, basically. Okay. It's just like, for God's sake, that's such a disappointment, because I was being really careful about who to save and who to like not save, and... Because uh, like especially the first two games, there's characters you save which do change events in the game and stuff. And it's really cool the way it works out. And then yeah, by Mass Effect Three, it's just like everything and all the decisions I've made is just not worth it. And it's just really it's just such a waste of time almost. And just the whole game of Mass Effect Three is it was fine, but compared to Mass Effect Two, it was nowhere near as good. So I 
yeah. I did start playing it. I, I, but th- my problem with some of these games is that I want, you know, at least I used. I'm not as bad as I used to be, but I want to get all the achievements and things like that. So I like read up ahead of time and try and figure out the best way to play through things to right. get everything. Which I realize is probably not the most fun way. The most fun way would be <laughs> just play through it and then replay mm-hmm. and, and figure out what else what else you need to do. But I, I think I just tired myself out so much. I only got to the point where like you've finished like the first planet or whatever it is and then you have the option of going to two different places and it's like that's where i stopped like i have every intention of playing through them all at some point and i think there's rumors of like whether there might be like a remastered version coming out i don't know whether there's any truth to that at all i wouldn't i I do still i still do still want to play through so was that the first one you were playing was was just the first one yeah okay yeah like um yeah the first one sorry i was just gonna say it's still on backwards compatibility on xbox yeah, one. So you still can play them on the even on the next Xbox. But what were you going to say? Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. That's one way to do it because the the first two are so good, such good games, well worth playing. But the third one, it's kind of worth playing just to finish it, I guess. But yeah, I um, I had sorry. I just remember that I think the PS3 they came out in a collection, and I think the way you get caught up. Is through like a comic book or something they throw in there, or I forget what oh. it is, or maybe yeah, this three was released on its own. But if you didn't get the collection, you like caught up with it in a comic book style unlockable. Yeah, thing in the yeah, game. you had some kind of choices or something like that. You could you could kind of play through those games by choosing like branching choices, and then it would kind of design the that version of the game. The three yeah, some, something like that. Yeah. Because um, I've got, I don't know if it has been released since, but that one point when it when three came out on PS3 and everything, um, the the only way you could play all three games was still on Xbox 360 because that was mm-hmm. so, uh, at the time Mass Effect One was exclusive Xbox 360 still. But I think I've got a feeling they might have released a collection or something or done. Something. It's been a while since I played them, to be honest. Um, and then From they made heads. Andromeda. Ah, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, from what from what I had, uh, the, the first one's kind of more kind of exploration and dialogue based, and the second one's a lot more actiony, and then the third it, one's a bit of, a bit of both, I suppose. There's still a decent chunk of action, I'd say, in the first one, but there's a lot more exploration. But as like, well. I'm, like you go around to different worlds and you do various. I don't know whether it's mining or whatever. I didn't really get that far, but like there seems to be you can get lost for hours doing world exploration stuff or, or something. Uh, kind of like. The world exploration on the first one is you literally go down to like a tiny chunk of the planet and drive around in a buggy and stuff and look around. Uh, the second one they got they got rid of that and you, you're kind of scanning planets instead, like a mini game, yeah. which some people liked. I personally prefer going around in the buggy, but I'd say the first one's still got a decent chunk of you know it's actually very action packed. But yeah, there's yeah, um, I'd say the second one's just got a stronger storyline, like continues the storyline stronger, better some better characters are more defined and just choices are really good but so yeah that that's um yeah there we go that that's it <laughs> so danny what is your your final instant reaction pick silent hill 2 uh the Egg, dog Egg is five. <laughs> dog ending <laughs> what did you say graham beggars with knives <laughs> that okay to be honest i've not i've only played a bit of silent hill one and oh. i've not played the other silent hill games and the only thing every time i think of silent hill or any silent hill game well actually i think of either that triangle head person or sure. pyramid yeah. or the very first game i remember like coming across some of the, some of the monster monsters or whatever they are at near the start of the game 
and they look like beggars with little knives trying to stab you. And that's all you remember of that game. And me and my friend found it so funny. We're just like, we can't take this game seriously. We're just like, this is... Because like, like, we love Resident Evil. So we're like, yeah, it's just like a new Resident Evil style game. Like a sort of survival horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we start thinking, we're like, what the hell is this? What is going on in this game? So yeah, that's what I think about. But um, yeah, I've not played the other ones. They could all be terrifying. I've just not played them. It's Weirdly, the first one's the only Silent Hill that I haven't played. Um, oh, wow. Okay. From oh, what a twist. I, I, I've seen I've seen the movie with Sean Bean in. If that's that's good. I, I think the first two thirds of that is good, and then there's this bit where I don't know they put someone on a fire or something like that, and then it's just all schlocky horror, like really right, which is not what Silent Hill's about. I mean, obviously it's an element of it, but it's like, and they explain the movie to you as well. It's like there's a point where they go through a door or something like that, and then they just basically explain it to you rather than having you work it out yourself. I don't remember right, but yeah, it's been a while. I remember the burning bit. You saying about the the dog, Scotty? Uh, that's I've never I I have not finished Silent Hill two, but I do remember that there is a dog ending. Um, actually, the only one yeah. I did ever complete was the first game, and I think I got the alien ending. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. Um, yeah, that series what? is great. It's had its ups and downs for sure. Yeah, there's a bunch of. There's like nine endings or something to the first oh, wow. second game. Yeah. And but one of the endings of the second game is everything in Silent Hill is basically like a, a carnival ride and it's being controlled by the Shiba Inu dog behind a bunch of monitors. <laughs> yeah. The, the soundtrack and just the sound design in that is amazing. Like all from Akira Yamaoka, who then you know, he was only working on the sound for the first two de- games, but then from, I think, three and four, he was the producer. He became the actual oh, okay. producer. Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah, Pyramid Head is just amazing in terms of design. So and I really want to... I'm, late, late tonight, I'm playing uh, Dead by Daylight with friends, and I really want to pick up the Silent Hill pack because it's got... Uh, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's mm, cool. Yeah. So, um, nice. I think, I think it's got, like, a Silent Hill 2-based level as well. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Um, Two is is easily the best in the series. I, I don't okay. think there's any. Um, there's uh, in Bomberman Super Bomberman R on the Switch and Xbox One and PS4. You can play as Pyramid Head in it. It's oh very wow, strange. okay. Because Bomberman is now owned by Konami. Um, sure. So there's like Castlevania characters and a bunch of shmup characters, and for whatever reason, Pyramid Head is in there, and he actually has like an instant kill move. It's weird. Okay. Um, yeah. Awesome. But that's cool. I got to play Silent Hill again. So that that will do it for the feature this week, I guess. Um, let us know your feedback on that. As we say, it's a trial. It's a bit of an experiment. So if you really hated it, let us know. If you really enjoyed it, let us know that as well, because I think we'd like to do it again. I don't know about you guys. Did you guys enjoy that? Did you guys, Scotty, Danny, were you having fun with that? Yeah, I tried to pick games that had weird titles that almost had nothing to do with the game, so... It's fair. I went for I went for games I thought people would know about or would have played, but uh, I feel like I should go for the more random stuff next time because uh, there's some definite there's some really weird stuff out there. I think I so, chose some of my favorite games just for an excuse to talk about them. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's that's enough way to do it. Um, but yeah, let us know what the audience what you thought, and but that will do it for that feature, and also do it for the show this week. So. Uh, once again, Danny, thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us. Um, you're always welcome here. 
And uh, is there anything you want to shout out about? Uh, any any announcements you want to make, or you know? Uh, at, at the moment, one of the main things I'm working on is building up the Sega Forever channels. Uh, we post pretty much daily about uh, various retro-related Sega stuff. Uh, so please check out Sega Forever on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, where we have uh, kind of history videos. And we're pushing out a lot more of those in the coming couple of months. And um, we have a Discord as well. Uh, Discord. Is there a private Snapchat at all as well? Uh, that That's premium feature. You have to pay me directly. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, awesome. And uh, Scotty, have we got any site announcements or magazine announcements to, to throw out there? Not really. Just keep an eye on our feeds and stuff for what we're going to be doing for Extra Life Day. Since we already streamed the marathon, we got to do some other stuff. Awesome. Brilliant stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. And again, thanks, Danny, for joining us for the marathon. That was really awesome when you, you jumped oh, in. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you saw the worst parts of it. But thank you. <laughs> Quite funny, yeah. At the very start, when nothing was working, and at the very end, where things were just breaking slowly. <laughs> I hope, uh, you know, uh, this time next year that we're able to do it uh, either in the UK or uh, America. Like, we'll see. Who knows what the future holds, right? Yeah. Well, it's- we're getting closer yeah. to Ready Player One than anything at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. And that will do it for the show this week. So thanks thanks again, Danny. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And catch you all later and be excellent to each other. See you. Again, dudes. your audio Graham that's so I can hear you guys fine yeah can you hear you want some ASMR Kit Kats do I you need uh, Graham you need to send Scotty some British Kit Kats okay because my words when I was over there and I tried Twixes and the Kit Kats out there it's like I've tasted better cardboard (laughs) I find that in most countries I go to with chocolate like Australia I'm like Australia well, annoys me. They have they have so much more dairy milk chocolate than us, different types. But it's never as good as ours. I'm like, what is what is going on here? Use uh, corn syrup in so much stuff instead of sugar. That's what it is. Uh, um, I mean, in Japan, Kit Kat is basically a food group. Yeah, yeah, and they they don't believe like when I was uh, t- teaching them living there, they didn't believe that it was British. Um, really? I I, 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 I buy um. I'd buy the British versions of the Kit Kats, like the mint flavor ones that we get over here and stuff like that, and take it out to them and, you know, blow their minds. Hmm. Wow. Uh, the, the phrase Kitsukatsu is like to do with luckiness and something, stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, okay. it's so associated. And they, it's every two to three months, they'll have a new limited time uh, flavor. Yeah. Uh, there's so many good ones. Like I had passion fruit when I was out there, which was surprisingly good. Wow. But this wow. one I had with, um, I don't know if you guys know Ramune. 
which is like the Japanese uh, kind of blue lemonade sort of bottle things that have a marble in it. Oh, oh. I know, yeah, I know that. I know that. Yeah, we get those in our pop, Japanese pop store. Or yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a very specific taste, very sweet. Um, and they made a blue Kit Kat that tasted like that, which wow. was really good. That's Their weird. green tea one was really good out there in Japan. Yeah, that's a dominant one. That's one that you can you can't get it everywhere, but you can get it um, like at touristy places, like at airports. You can get right. It. Okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's one that's called I don't. There's I can't think of the, what the exact translation is, but it's like adult chocolate or something like that. It's because it's more you know distinguished flavor or something, which is almost adult like chocolate, like uh, chocolate truffle sort of uh, taste. That's that's the uh, very very good tasting one. Wow, I feel like that should be the name of the show, Adult Chocolate. So we always have a fun thing. Here we go. <laughs> it's just a line from the show we use to keep as our title. Let's describe. Week, so. Let's describe the nodes of this bar. Just shuffle it around <laughs> in your wine glass. Um, yeah, Hershey, Pennsylvania is where these are made. So I thought it was from PA because I've been out there. It's like a they have sort of a theme park thing, but you basically can get free candy if you go on certain tours and stuff. And then the oh, yeah. shop will have those like foot long chocolate bars like hershey chocolate bars and stuff and like a mm. weighs two pounds or something insane oh my that looks like sexual i don't <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i need any sexual chocolate in my life it says they've called it adult I, the translation here is uh, adult sweetness <laughs> oh that, that could be the name of the show yep that's adult the name sweetness. jotting it down <laughs> 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 